Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. And the following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real-life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love... Clip! 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 And I also have to chant, Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. Look, shoving like little Entenmann's bites in my mouth. Oh my God, do it. Eat I was like, Sasha, I'm on my way. Like sliding Please, in. No, take your time. <laughs> I just recorded, I'll, I have a message for you. I okay. just recorded with Tom and Kicks from Dumpster Dive. And I was like, oh, God, yeah. I'm recording with Sasha. And, the, and I was like, either something like either I like living on the edge. Yep, we got five. We got five minutes to record. They were like, what? <laughs> I was like, I got it. Go ahead. Plug yourself. Oh, my gosh. Come back down. So they were like, we love Sasha. Tell her we love her. And then you're going to. Oh, my gosh. I love them so much. I said, I love Sasha because one of the reasons is I talk with my whole body to express myself. And Sasha does the same. But Sasha's more elegant with hers where I'm just like, blah. And um, Tom was like, Sasha is so beautiful. And we were like from her head. To her feet, all of it is gorgeous. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is you guys are the best. Oh Listen, my gosh, when I, I love, they are they are so both of them so sweet. Sasha, that episode went some places. I told Corey, "Listen, when you're editing this, just know it goes places." Okay, like we went all oh the way. Like, oh my gosh, I mean, from gay sex. Oh my gosh, I can't else. wait. <laughs> oh wow, we had a ball. We oh, had. Wow, a ball. I'm I said. That. Something about y'all just make me want to like, it's like when your brain doesn't filter your words and you just say, okay, I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, totally. And you're not thinking like, okay, I need to think about what I'm saying next. You're literally just like, you're just having a conversation, Yes. which is the best, the best type. You know what I mean? Cause you know, you know, you have, you interview guests all the time. So I know I don't even, I don't have the experience that you have. I've never interviewed anyone. So I'm like, it must be so like, 
Ment- I mean, I feel like mentally and spiritually, I don't want to say draining because that has a negative connotation, but, but it's yeah. like you really have to be so present when you're doing it. Like yes. for me, it's like if I'm listening to an interview and one of them is not present, I, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, you can immediately you know I mean? but tell. But yours are always just like both people are locked in. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. I I, I really appreciate so I, so I, I try to work hard at not asking because I listen to so many different podcasts. I And I like if I'm interviewing yeah. a person, I want to try to get all their interviews because I don't want to ask the same questions because then it's just you might as well listen mm-hmm. to them on the other one. So I, I, I right. try to take a question right. they've been asked and re expound on it or something, you know, like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tell me something. And you know, that you you know, know that a lot of people out here don't even do that. That's crazy. And a lot of people though. out here don't even do that. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Like, why would you not? I'm, I'm having you on. Why would I? It, it's one thing because I, we have a personal relationship, but if we didn't, and I was just having you on, I'm typing in Sasha Morfall and iTunes, and I'm getting every interview you have. I'm Googling you. I'm Mm -hmm. finding out things about you. Like for you, you, I've heard you on podcasts being interviewed. Can you tell when a person, it's one thing if a person doesn't know everything about you, but they pretty much know what they do, what you do. Can you tell when a person has reached out to you, but like, they kind of like, like really don't know what you do and may have sold it to you differently for you to come on. Has that happened? And can you tell? So most of it is like when it's in the Bravo community, I like, it's like in the people that I really interact with often, it's like, okay, they are usually pretty good about it. But then you know mm-hmm. how the, the, let's call it the lunch table. There's the people that sit kind of like right around you. Yes. And then there's people that are like in the lunchroom. And then there's okay. people that like, they don't have the, the same lunch as you. Okay. You know <laughs> what I'm like saying? That. So it's yes. kind of like the layers. Okay. Like, and you can tell right at the top with like maybe they've seen one video and they were like, cool, let's have her on, which is fine. Like I'm totally yes. okay with it. Like everybody has their style. Yes. You can tell if someone like saw a video in passing and they're like, oh, let's have this girl on. And you can tell if it's like you mentioned, if they really there was a specific reason why they wanted to have the conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. So um, yeah, no, but either it's always just for me, it's interesting because like it challenges me to adapt. You know what I mean? Because you can't control what you're going to get. Okay. I like that. Okay. I would have never thought yeah. that because normally the interviewer would be thinking this is going to, this may challenge me to really rise to the occasion and make this, but you're thinking, oh, this is going to challenge. That is very interesting because I just assumed that being the interviewee, it's almost like I'm just here. Like whatever you want to ask me, I'm going to, no matter, depending on the question, you're either going to get a lot of energy, little energy, no, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but it's, it's you approaching that as a Well, look, I have an example for you. Okay. So your interview that you did with Bronwyn, would you say you were the interviewee in that situation? No, I would say that. It felt like an even conversation. Yes. Right? That's yes. That's what it felt okay, like. That's so what it felt those like. Are the type, those are the type of interviews that are like the bar is high because it's going to be a conversation. It can go anywhere. Okay. And then there's okay. other ones where they just kind of put you in the seat and then it's just like, you know, it's not really, you're not going, you're not, you're, you're not necessarily feeling like it's, how do you describe it? Like, I would say the yes and, you know, the yes, yes and theory. Yes, yes, Like some yes people and. are so great yes. at it and they can keep it, some people and other people like put a lot of the weight on you. And I can hear it in like certain interviews and yours with Bronwyn was such a good example of like, you guys were both so there. She was eager to learn, you were eager to share. And it was just okay. like a really great interview. You know what I mean? That's both funny. of you. I had an experience like that on my other podcast. I interviewed this football player, um, a, a big college um, 
star. And then he's waiting that he's been invited to different like training camps. And so he's waiting to, he was like on the cusp of getting signed. Uh, he has been signed with the Buccaneers then released then signed with someone else, but then the virus hit and he had such knowledge, Sasha. And wow. you, but you had to get past. He was not his, his coach called would say, I wish he spoke up. Wow. He was a leader, wow. but wasn't a leader that spoke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He led by doing. Yeah. So that interview was me. Like it was, you could tell he wanted to be there, but it was just like a, a, a tut like okay yeah. now I gotta overcompensate yeah. because yeah 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 and I was like come on David and my friend of mine was like man I love this interview David seemed like he was kind of I'm gonna say his name but it doesn't matter there's a thousand of them no yeah no I get it and Ooh. you know what it is it's like it's like what um form of expression is that that person used to like he yes. just wasn't used to it. and I struggled like for me like my when I do my videos the way that I'm expressing myself there's like the verbal expression, like what yeah. I'm exactly, exactly saying. And then there's what you were saying. There's a the physicality of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the humanity of it, which is like, okay, where in this can I like connect to me as a person? Right. So then that's why, like, I always, people ask me like, oh, what made you do videos? Or like, you know, as opposed to a podcast, which I love podcasts. And this is just such a great example because like, it is a different form of expression than what I'm yes. doing. And it's a different challenge for me. And I'm used to being able to like, be on camera and use everything like yes. everything that I have to express even down to like what I'm wearing like it's like okay how does this make me feel how does that make like how my presence sitting on my couch right now and then saying this material like it all affects me like last yes. this, like this past video I had a shirt buttoned up to my neck yeah the week before I had one right before my cleavage <laughs> yes. yes and I was looking at and I was like oh my god and it felt like I felt that the difference and it's yeah. the, the irony of what I ended up wearing like this video is talking about slut shaming and I didn't yes. even plan on wearing that <laughs> I just wore that shirt it was so and then last week I was talking about racism wearing of cleavage it was I don't yes. know how it happened but like all of it affects you and I love Down that that's why I love the visual medium because like yes. you're taking it in and but it's what you were saying tying back to what you're saying like this person he isn't used to his only form of expression just being his words. Yes. He's used, like you said, actions, yep. maybe affection, time. Yep. And so on the field. He just, yeah, exactly. When people spoke against him, like, oh, he's not yeah. going to be this, he's not going to be that, he wasn't answering back and he was going on the field doing like, it. I'll show you. I can show yeah. you better than I can tell you. Yeah. So I, I actually enjoy some, talking to a person like that because then if I can get, even a moment of like something they're not used to, then I'm like, okay, I've done my job as mm-hmm, mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. interviewer. When I talk totally. to uh, Donnie and Quinn from Know That Pod, Quinn is very serious and he reminds me of Corey. So when I get Corey to belly laugh just by being me or being silly, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. Not I'm good at this, but even like when you've had an impact on somebody, even if it's just laughing, yeah, he's very serious. So when Quinn laughs at something I say, I'm almost like... Yep, yep, yep. I think I'm good. Like, at this. Okay, yeah. connection made the connection. Yes, yes, and yeah. we can build from there. So, and I know you feel it too because we are so expressive verbally and body wise. Sasha, you would never know when I do my other podcast and I'm by myself a lot. If you walked in the door, you would think I was looking at somebody because I'm all, all, all over. I am literally yes, what I do I now. I do it by myself. Yes. And my, a friend said, "I don't know if I could talk to just a microphone for." 35, 40 minutes. And right, right. You sound like you're talking to somebody. And I was like, I Uh am like, I'm, I'm literally talking. Yes, I have to Mm -hmm. be because you can tell. 
when you hear interviews mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, that person doesn't want to be there or, oh, that person's lying or, oh, they don't mm-hmm. like each other. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You No, I love, I love your pod. I love your podcast. I love when I was just so impressed. I keep going back to the Bronwyn interview, but I have to tell you, like, I really felt like it was just such a good combination of like education but compassion at the same time. And I felt her genuine curiosity. Thank and then you. I felt your openness to like, not did you, it's not your responsibility. You know what I mean? I'm like, what a weight to carry to be on this live with this girl on Orange County. And people have a big problem with her. A lot of people. Yes. And for you to be brave enough to go and talk to this woman about racism. I was like, wow, that's it, it, a, that's a, that's a hero right there. You know, no, oh my seriously, God, guys. I was so inspired. I was watching it <laughs> with my fiance. I was like, look at Taria. I, I was like, I'll be down. <laughs> I literally, before I did that, and it's funny because before I do even these, my, my other podcast, not even, but anytime I do anything, I'll say, no matter what, I don't care if I'm talking about sex, whatever, I'll be like, let uh-huh. something in this touch someone on a level where they haven't been touched before. So I was so nervous going into that. And it what's funny is I used to get mad at myself because whenever I would go to perform something, if it was on a stage or poetry or whatever, I get, it would get to the point of almost uncontrollable nervousness. But then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, go out there, but I still have a tinge of nervousness. And I feel almost like that's the thing that reminds me, like, not that you're not all that, but basically don't get ahead of yourself. Like nerve, like sometimes people will do things and they'll be like, I'm good at this. I don't need nobody. I don't mm-hmm, depend mm-hmm, on anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, and I feel like I have a healthy level of self-confidence, but there's always a part of me. And for me, whether it's Buddha, mm-hmm. yoga, whatever, for me, it's like depending on a higher power to see me through this. Cause I'm not, I'm not oh, yeah. so full headed that I think I got this on my own. And I feel like that that's Absolutely. what keeps me grounded a little bit. Like totally. Sasha, my leg, one time I had to do my poetry at church. It was huge. And the whole choir was behind me. And Corey sang on the choir. And he said, it, I was like, could you see my leg shaking? Because I mean, it, I couldn't. Oh, my God. And I don't like I being. I know. Oh, I don't like being in control of myself. <laughs> that's the worst. Because you don't know how it's going to hit, how hard it's going to yes. what it's going to affect. It's so scary. But then you need it at the same time. You yeah. need that, that fire. Yes. Oh, God. I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't. And then another time the, the, they wanted me to sing for Women's Day. I had to close my eyes because I just once the fir- very first time me and Corey sang together, I did not face the audience. I like faced him. Oh, my gosh. Because I would wow, get so. The so, just so yeah. yeah. So I'm like, OK, wow. I'm, I'm learning to be more confident. And do you like. You and your videos, do you ever feel like, because you did, you do the most amazing videos. Guys, I know that we're already a few minutes into the episode, (laughs) but I'm going to introduce the one and the only, you know, her voice, you love her. And if you don't, you need to Sasha Morfall, AKA the originator, hear me, the originator of the Bravo breakdown. The chat room is not the originator. They got it from Sasha. We're calling a thing a thing. The originator of the Bravo Breakdown at the Bravo Breakdown, Sasha yes. Morfall. Welcome <laughs> Thank again. Thank you so much, Taria. I love you so much. Can I tell I'm like, you? Blue. I'm over here like, blue. listen, I, I had to DM Sasha first, y'all, because some people don't necessarily want you to speak out. So I always feel like you shouldn't because you don't know what position that puts that person in. So I DM Sasha and was like, is it okay if I say something? Because I don't feel right about this. 
And she was like, girl, I was like, you ain't got said no more bet. Cause I, I was literally in the middle of screenshotting the Bravo breakdown on the chat room and posting. And I was like, back up for a minute and ask Sasha if it's okay. No, no, I appreciate that. No, totally. No. But I'm just like, you are the viewer. You are the people. Who am I to tell you don't post something? It's like, that's your reaction. That's your reaction to it. It was my first, you know I, I was in the living room. You know, I said, I react with my body. So I was literally mm -hmm. like, what, Corey? And then I stopped the video, brought up Insane. one of yours. And I was like, this is not, th this is Sasha's. Okay, they recognize it. I I'm going to choose to look I at know. it that way. But however, so we have it on record. Sasha was the original look, of the Bravo breakdown. Look, Taria, if I weren't with the same damn company as them now, I would, I, I, what do you say? I mean, if what you can't you beat them, join them. Is, if you can't listen, beat them, join them. Can I tell you, thank you for saying that because I think so often, and I feel like it's, it's, it's so often in the black culture, we feel like, it's not a, if we can't beat them, join them. Sometimes other people will look at you like you've betrayed. Oh, now you're going with them. And it's like, how else for you not to create space for somebody else? Thank you. Thank you. If somebody you're not there, do it. somebody like, has to do maybe it. Maybe there's another way that I could do it. But I know for me personally, yes. I work really hard and this is the opportunity that has been presented to me. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to continue being me. Exactly. And, and that's I'm going to keep having conversations with my peers. I'm never going to stop shouting what I'm saying. I'm never going to stop. Exactly. So what else? I mean, I'm going to be here and I'm going to do what I'm called to do. Like what I've been doing from the beginning. Period. And, and that's it. it. It's like, how do you, how do we, we can't always be of the mindset that it's almost like a us against them thing. The reality is they have a huge platform. Why would you not take advantage of that? Right. It's because your message will get out to even more people. And who's yes. to say that your message, which I think it is, won't change the minds of the people in these different headquarters that we're going into. It's not even just the viewers. It's like, Hey, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you never know. So thank you so much for being willing to even take that on because some people couldn't handle that. They couldn't handle being the first one or being a vocal one at that, you know, girl. So it's, 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 it is terrifying. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I am definitely like bracing myself because it's a partnership, you know, when you're when you're acting, you get the line. If you book the role, oh my God, that's the yes, best. Like yeah. the whole battle right there to even get a role. You don't get to choose a role until you are Viola and you're picking and choosing. Right. Anywhere right. else on that spectrum, you're auditioning. And right. You get what you get. You know. So with acting, it's like there is no space. There's no conversation. There's no negotiation. It's like this is the character. Say the lines, and we'll figure out the direction that the character is going to go. Got but then you. when you're in a space where it's you, it's, it's you. like, wow, yeah. you have to be in a really, you have to have ab either a really great relationship with who you're working with, which so far it has been so great. Like everybody over there is so, so great. That's good. Okay. But that is the only way that I feel that it would work. Yes. Because if it weren't, then I would start to feel that because I know I, I have intuition. I can feel if I'm not in a partnership with someone, yes. if I'm being yeah. used. Yeah. And I can feel that it's like, okay, let's create something. Yes. I'm like, yeah, let's create let's it. Let's do it. And you can't, ex we can't expect change if we're not willing to reach across the aisle. So we can march and say whatever we want as far as change. But at some point, there has to be 
of reach across the aisle and you have to be willing to, to bridge. And so that's why I'm so glad that you're able to do that in a way without sacrificing your message. Your message still gets across. When I saw your video that you did about Mary, it hit me on such a deep level. Guys, go back again to at the Bravo Breakdown because you were specifically talking about Mary and how she changed, changed her skin color. Clearly, she's had some, you know, alterations on it's, it's specifically her nose and eat, eat, whether she did or she didn't. But it's been alleged that she's made a statement that she doesn't go to 7-Elevens where there are a lot of black men in front of it. And you spoke on it from a way that I initially interpreted Mary. And to hear that was so refreshing because I feel like without you or I being in almost her same situation to a degree, we may not be able to speak on it because we haven't experienced it. So if we had grown up going to all black schools all the time and just being so immersed in black culture all the time, all the time, all the time, we may be looking at her like, girl, what is your problem? You're black, not coming from a place of empathy. Like that was her version of self-protection. When you, your video to me blew my mind. And then I was on Facebook uh, yesterday in a Facebook group and they were talking about Mary and someone posted your, the link to your video and was like, you need to go check this out. And I was like, mm. I, before anybody says anything, I ain't giving nobody the chance. I commented and was like, this is my friend. Sasha, she breaks it down. You need like you need to see all of her videos. I was like, because what because what's gonna happen is if and I think I feel like everyone would love your videos, but you know how sometimes people speak before they look. I'm not even gonna give you all that chance because mm-hmm. then I'm gonna have to come back here and blow this whole thread up. So <laughs> check out her videos before you even say anything. If oh you're confused, gosh. if you don't understand the colorism talk, but it just made me proud. I'm like literally in the comments, just like reading, and then boom, the Bravo breakdown someone else. And it was, I appreciated it that it was also a white woman that posted it. That was like, please, you know, go look at her videos. Yeah. So you, wow. It's interesting. Reaching people in places that you may not even know that you're reaching them, you know? So crazy. So crazy. You so crazy. You inspire me to continue to speak on things when I get the feedback no, I don't think no no I'm not gonna let you say that you do you inspire <laughs> me I'm telling you right now you inspire me your tweets alone I'm just like I struggle I sometimes re- go down your feed and just repost <laughs> everything because you always are th- you say exactly what I'm thinking every time you every know, time <laughs> Sasha sometimes I'll be like you don't need to like you don't need but then it, it's like if I think if no, I thought do. on it more than a few minutes, I'm like, I no. have to say it because I for me, it's like my brain, I can only operate the way I operate, which is this is the fact I see. Now I'm going to allow myself yeah. to have emotion to the fact it's not tied yes. to the person. I don't care right. if it's my favorite. It can't oh. be. It's, it's tied Thank to you. the fact I, I said this on a different podcast. I had somebody come in my comments that I posted about Jen. Actually, Chelsea had posted something about a, a funny meme before the Salt Lake City reunion. And it was like, Jen, it was like a person all by themselves in a room. And it was like, Jen by herself after the reunion. And so another uh, Bravo account had commented like, what do you mean? Excuse me. And 
I just felt like that was a sign from God for me to go in and say what I've been wanting to say. And I was like, she means X, Y, and Z. And then I started calling out faux allyship. It was like, I couldn't stop myself. And we had a very good conversation in our DMs. And actually it was me and, cause we talked about it on his live, me and at Bravo OOMG. We actually had oh, such yeah. mm-hmm. constructive conversation because I said, it's easy to call out a Kelly Dodd, but it means a lot when someone who's watching your account sees you call out your favorite because we've mistaken call out mm-hmm. for cancel. Call out yep. is accountability. You call out your partner. You would call out your mom. Yep. You would call out your dad, your family member, your whatever. If somebody was doing something that you knew was like, hey, that's not cool. So I said, mm-hmm. and I told him, I said, I've had people that are following me in my DMs asking me, why aren't bigger accounts speaking about this? It's noticeable when you're silent. So yep. and I had such a good conversation. And then I had somebody come in to Chelsea's comments and say, Oh, because I said people cherry pick who they're going to call out. And they said I was a cherry picker because I didn't speak up. You didn't speak up about Bronwyn giving Shannon's daughter cocaine because I I know they saw that I went live with her. So I said, no, I didn't. I said, and I'm glad I didn't because we didn't have proof of anything. All we had was a rumor. So all these accounts rushed to post that. Whether people say it's true or not, the girl's own mama came out and said, that's not what happened. So now mm-hmm. you're posting on just rumors. What else are you gonna? Exactly. I'm not doing that. What are you gonna do? Like if the woman said what she said. She said it people, didn't happen. You know they they get they get off on it. They need it. They need that constant drama chasing it left and right all around in circles instead of letting like, it settle and then speaking on it. It's a waste of time. Yes. But they need they need to do that. They like it. And it's and it's like here you're coming at me because I'm posting something factual. Like because I even said that right. I'm like I'm posting a fact the this is the fact the fact is we saw x y and z that's what i'm responding to and they were like and yes this is not my real account this is a finsta like so they created a finsta more than one so they can comment to me because i try to cancel everybody at that point i was like oh my god this is either a housewife or somebody tied to a housewife because why is a regular account ridiculous saying i try to cancel you and i said and what people don't get is i I don't care whether you're on my TV or not. Like Kelly Dodd is like maybe one of the few that I'm like, I just really don't want to see her on Mm -hmm. TV anymore. But if she keeps her job, great. Keep your job. I'm just, I'm just going to choose not to watch you because I can't handle watching you. I can be honest about that. But Mm -hmm. like a Jen, I don't care if she comes back or not. I'm still going to call out what I see. Chris Harrison, quite frankly, let's see you and see how you interact with someone let's yep. let, let's I, I don't I don't care if you don't, if you keep your job or not but people can still call you out to yep. be accountable I, to oh, the things you I say feel. absolutely I feel the same way that's how I feel about like even like as far back as this is old school now it's as Stassi it's like yes how much more interesting would it have been to watch this girl come back and now let's see your training your racism boot camp that you went to let me see it in action that's what I want to see. Now she gets so tuck away, do her little private projects. The bitch that started a Patreon. Yes. She's getting money in her pocket, $8.99 a month now. That because we took her off the TV screen. There's always gonna be people that are going to support these yes. people. Yes, yes. Always. Always. There's more of them than us. It seems like there's a lot of us because we're in this echo chamber. I'm like, you're not you're not in reality. You're not in the reality. The best way to do it is keep them on the forefront until you cannot deny the racism. 
Like make it blatantly clear because people don't want to see the nuances. No. They don't want to be in the gray. They wanted to be loud and clear. Oh, then it's racism. Like, no, let them see it. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all did her a big favor. And now she's over here. She's still having her kids and doing all the stuff she's doing. Saved all that footage away so she can yep. make her coin. So she can make her money. And it, it, when I saw that, I was like, mm, okay, no, thank you. I just like, I know oh, me personally, like, that wow. ain't good for me. Yeah, that's it. And mm-hmm. like you said, no, but she's going to have a whole lot. Yeah, and she's going to have people a whole lot of them. Oh, yeah. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they connect with her. Think about how many basic white bitches there are on this fucking earth. <laughs> in America. On the <laughs> earth and then in America. There are a lot of them. And they're going to run. They, they, killed they killed us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're, you're 1,000. One Sasha, so much to the point, so much to the point, this girl is making money, still making money, whether she was on this platform or not. And I was listening to a podcast a while ago when they announced her being fired. A group of women got together in this uh, in this podcast, uh, Bravo group, and wanted to buy her. Was it like a. I don't know if it was a Chanel blanket, some blanket that was expensive. The women were like, oh, can we wait till Friday? Because that's when I get paid to make her feel better. They wanted to buy her this expensive. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's hilarious. It, it that's, just, that's, what we're de- that's what we're dealing with. And then they look you at have us. To know what you're dealing with. Right, like, that's what you're like. They look at us like it's our fault that she did what she did or said what oh she said. People and, are it, sick, man. That's in what brings me to Jen. I have, I, okay. I know we're going to get into it, but I have to get your thought on this. I was sharing this with Stephanie mm-hmm. um, and Kendrick and Obi and I, I in Corey. And I said, I found this odd. So when you, I've got, by the way, I've got to me, I, I know Stephanie, but I have not met Kendrick and Obi and they are, they seem amazing. They are, Obi is going to give it to you like, raw uncut ain't no sugar no if you can't handle it you need to get up out of that kitchen yes yes he's gonna give it to you and i appreciate that about him because i know where he's at 100 even if he doesn't agree Mm -hmm. with me he'll he'll tell me in our like dm he'll be like well not that ain't really the look taria but i'm gonna go ahead and support you and i appreciate that from kendrick too (laughs) stephanie from him i'll be like well dad double like now we got you but you need to understand and i'll be like you know what that's cool i i get it i get it but but those are our our kitchen table conversations yeah, 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 that yeah, we ain't yeah. letting the world see them. Oh, so yeah, I mean, no, oh, yeah. uh, and I have to be honest, anybody that's non-black is not going to get to see that because they don't understand it. Sorry about it. Me and Sorry you can have it. those conversations. You can be like Taria, but boom, you know what? You right. Then think about it like that and whatever. Mm-hmm. So this was interesting. And I hope you will always tell me seriously, slide in my DMs and let me know if I'm off track. Let me t- and Obi Seriously. would be so sweet about it too, but he would be like, "Yeah, oh, so he Aww. is." I, I can't wait, and I know this sounds crazy. I can't wait till he's a dad because when he talks to me, he talks to me as a friend, but also I get like dad vibes. Like I'm protective of you in this space, so I need you to, uh-huh. and it just makes yeah, me. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait till no, that's sweet. I text him. I I, I DM'd him, and it's funny because you could go from text to DM, you know, like back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. I was like, I want you to have a boy and a girl and I, and your, your son and your daughter twins are going to be well-rounded, meaning they will be able to quote 
King's English and cuss you out until the white meat show. Like okay. he's going to make okay. sure they're like, they're oh, going to yeah. have on their little private school uniform, but bet you oh, touch yeah. my brother or sister is going down. So mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. he's, Obi is just so amazing. And people can't take it. People say they want to keep it 100, but you don't, you want it 100 in a way that you can digest. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. life, life isn't like that. So I posted your video. Yeah. He, he's so good. Yeah. And how you broke down the Jen thing. Then I posted Obi. And I know you saw the story that Obi did. And uh-huh, he was like, uh-huh. Jen is not black. What was so interesting to me is that there was a feed full of black and white women. The black women were like, Jen is not black. I, she's co-opting, co-opting our struggle, blah, blah, blah. Other white mm-hmm. women, most majority white women were saying, I'm a white woman. I felt the same way. I just didn't know if I should speak to it. And I respected right. that. There right. was one, one white woman that started following me and saying all this stuff in the DMs about I'm learning, I'm growing. There had been so many comments feeling what we all felt about Jen. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to agree, but this just stuck out to me. So, again, there are so many black and white women saying they thought what Jen was doing. Then this white woman asked me and Obi a pointed question and I missed it. But she was basically like asking us to explain his video explained it very well. So right. then she adds her friend. And when I clicked on the friend's profile, if she wasn't biracial, she looked it. So that should tell you how she looked. Okay. Very right, light. right, right. Uh-huh. And she said, after seeing the white woman said to her black friend, after seeing all the comments on this thread, I wanted to get your perspective. It was interesting to me that as a white woman who's been in my DM saying, I listen to black women or listen to black people when it comes to different things, you see it all. You even see white women Mm -hmm. that look like you saying, but Mm -hmm. because you didn't feel that way, you tag in your black friend and what the woman, Mm. the white woman said, as a white woman watching, I at first felt that way, but then I thought I should listen to this woman of color. Obi's explained all of it. So then the black woman and her friend, the white woman were saying that we were dismissing Jen's struggle. I thought that was interesting. I, I wasn't too surprised that someone that wasn't black said it, but right, this black woman right. was telling me. Then I had another black woman get on the thread. Tons more white women. Oh my gosh, I see the same thing. A black woman. I was dismissing Jen's actions. And then I got a DM. It was interesting to me that outside of that one woman, everyone who wanted to make sure that I knew, hey, let's not dismiss this other woman of color struggle was a black woman. And it came to me that we've been Uh so conditioned Uh not uh to be able uh to just feel and say and think, Mm -hmm. yo, what you're doing is offensive to Mm -hmm. black women, black whatever. But we've been conditioned that that's kind of like being selfish and that we have to appease everyone. So if I'm going to talk about my struggle, I have to make sure I say, wait a minute, Let's not forget about the tongue and struggle. Now, I will say the DM that I got, uh, <sighs> she had talked about, you know, Tongans having struggles or whatever. And then she said, but Jen's, and I don't mean whatever in a sense, I don't care. I just mean whatever, because I don't right. know what you, verbatim. You don't know it is, verbatim. right? So then she says, but Jen's actions were wrong. And I, I thanked her. I said, thank you for DMing me. And I explained how I saw things. And she was like, you know what? You're right. And then she she reframed it in such a way that made so much sense. And I was like, that's exactly what I've been trying to say. And I'm hoping that's what people will get. So she got it. But it was still interesting to me that 
it was black women telling, reminding me not to dismiss the struggle of another woman of color. And I'm like, this world that we've been so conditioned to not be it, not to make ourselves the focus when we are mm-hmm. the focus, mm-hmm. like we're not mm-hmm. allowed to feel those things. So I was so excited mm-hmm. that you were coming on to talk about that because I'm like, yeah, I, I need Sasha to, to break this down with me. Oh my gosh. So, and, and to, and what you're just at, what you're saying, like with hearing Obi's point of view, it's like this, this community is what, what we were saying. It's like it, you, you emboldened me. He emboldened me. Like I, I felt that way. And then to hear him saying it, I'm like, okay, phew, yes. And he's a black man. Yes. And he's saying, so he's going like the extra mile to like, I'm not, I'm black. I'm not a black woman, but I am black. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, so if he's feeling that way, he's not even a black woman that I know for sure that I need to go with my gut. And seeing that in my on like him just like real time. Yes. That, that go, it was like so a like gut reaction. Visceral. It was like boom. Yes. Like he whipped out the phone and was like this. And I was like, yes, this is it. You have that initial feeling is most of the time correct. Yes. My grandmother's always said, follow your first mind. And I haven't found a yes. time when even if it was something small, when I did it could be something stupid like you should go in that store first because this is going to happen. This is, and it's like, nah, that's just me thinking it. And sure enough, had I did what just, my just first thought was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was. So when I saw your, I, I just, it just, it was like, oh my God, this is what I've been saying. And so to see that third part of the reunion, I was like almost standing up. Like, oh my God, it was mind blowing. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Me neither. Like, like, so who would have ever you, thought on, we would watch that on Bravo? Just like, yeah, my husband's white. Like, what? Like, rewind. Right. <laughs> and a white woman saying, I think she meant light skinned. <laughs> but then also. Wait, what am I watching? What am I watching? Did you notice? First reaction. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I know exactly Please. what I'm watching. This is the extreme. Yes. Yes. This is like, you know, they say the long-term effects of smoking or this is the long-term mm. effects of colorism, what you're seeing right here. This is the wow. extreme of it. People don't see that often right in front of them on TV. I've been around it my whole life. Listen. Yes. Parents, those are the long-term effects of colorism, the way they yes. treat me, your own family members, because they are so, their mind is so trained to think in a way that anything that is even slightly dark just dark dark means wrong bad everything just just hate everything that is yes not of abundance basically that's what darkness is associated with and so they see you and they're immediately threatened by your darkness oh lord and and to act as if we shouldn't think we're beautiful Mm -hmm. we can't you're not as Mm -hmm. beautiful as a light-skinned person what are you doing and it's like oh my god i know and if we and it's like if we didn't have black people around us to show us what it's like to be prideful in your skin, we could have very well ended up a Mary. I know I could have very I well know, ended up looking for bleaching cream, wanting to Isn't slim so my sad? nose. Yeah. It's like, I could have very well ended up a Mary. I remember I was telling someone, I used to like sing in front of the mirror when I was younger and I took a, 
a towel, a, a towel that you, you know, dry your, a, a bath towel and put it over mm-hmm. my, it was clean, put it over my head and tucked it behind my ears. Like it was hair. And I was swinging it. My grandfather walked by and said, take that <laughs> towel off. You are not a white woman. It's like basically, and he wow. didn't go into you're beautiful the way you are this, that, and the third, but I knew what that meant. It meant mm-hmm. you can sing in front of that mic in that mirror with that mic, but what you're doing is not you. You're yep. a black woman. Uh-huh. And it, it, yep, it, yep, yep. I, rem- I remember that so clearly. I used to do that. I used to do that with the pantyhose. You put the pantyhose on yes. and your legs hang down yes. and you swing it around yes. with that pony, you know? <laughs> Girl, oh my gosh, this is not something I would have ever thought about. Like, yes, this is like, as, like those memories that you have that you just took away, you don't think yes. about it. And like, boom, there it is. There's the trauma. Like, there's the example of something in your life that is like you're seeing it in your adult life. Like, it was yes. happening back then. Why did I feel the need? Oh, I need to make my hair long in order to yeah. feel beautiful and fancy and lovable yes. and attractive. Why does yeah. my hair need to flow down my back? Yes, and I can't like it in its natural state. Natural state. <sighs> I and even when white women with short hair, it's still something different than with us with short hair. I remember in college. My first year, my mom let me cut my hair in ninth grade in like the salt and pepper style where one one side was high, one side uh-huh. was low. And I remember uh-huh. people would say, oh, that long piece is fake. And I remember feeling almost good about that. Like, see, because I got hair. And I was like, wait, <laughs> I feel good that they think that piece is fake because it's long. I remember <laughs> when me and Corey first started dating, I was wearing it all long, but I had a Chinese bang and I had got streaks. And I remember hearing two black women behind me debating on if my hair was real or not, because I'm not like, like, oh like a person that you would think had long hair. And I heard the two ladies debating behind me and I turned around and said, it's real. And they were like, oh, you heard us. Yeah, I heard you. Oh God. I heard you. Wow. So it, wow. It, 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 what really got to me, Sasha, was. The fact that Jen, you wanted to call Mary a racist at the lunch table, well, at, at, the, at that lunch that had that brunch when you were upset with her. But then now when you're mm-hmm. trying to defend your actions and say it's because of what went, uh, women of color or colored, as she said, have been called, you keep looking to Mary to affirm you. Right, Mary? Okay. Right, Mary? Okay. Right, Mary? Hold up. The same Mary that you said was racist? The same Mary that you were on a stage screaming, trying to defend your aggressive behavior because of things in your childhood, not seeing that the way you are dealing with the way you were treated in your childhood is this display of aggressiveness. And Mary, with that same trauma, has just made herself look like a new person. But you're incapable of seeing it's the same thing, but the way you processed it is different. It it did something to me. Wow. I was like, wow, that's, that's, that is brilliant. That is, it, wow. It's the same I trauma. I, I didn't even get there yet. Like, wow. Like, cause I, s- whenever she kept calling on, calling on uh, Mary to co-sign, I'm like, shut, like it was bothering me. And yes. I'm like, what, what is, and I'm like, well, okay, they made up. So maybe Mary has experienced racism and she does agree with it. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here about push it to the side because I was so distracted by yes. what Jan was doing. But you brought me back. That is exactly what was happening right then. That is exactly what like, was happening. What are you doing? Wow. Now you're now you oh my God. are no better than a white person using this black oh person God. to reaffirm what you're saying. <laughs> are you serious right oh, now? And, and the whole season when she threw out at that lunch table, I'm telling you, you know what, what really something in my stomach didn't feel right. And I remember sitting on the couch when she was like in her confessional people in Utah don't know what to call me. 
So they ca- don't know what Tongan is. So they call me black instantly. I was turned off. And oh, then when she said, Heather came up to me and started rapping as if, okay. <laughs> then when you start doing some digging and people that live in the area are sending you DMs and you're digging and you're saying that one out of four people in Utah are Tongan, that there are Tongan only Mormon churches, that Mormons specifically recruited Pacific Islanders during a time when they didn't accept black people yet. We have not had the same struggle. We may have, we may have both had a struggle, but you were accepting of the Mormon church. At one time, black people were not. There are Tongan only Mormon churches, Sasha. Mormon churches with only Tongan people. (gasps) But you want to tell me they didn't know what what you were, so they called you black. When there was less of us than you. All of it just didn't sit right with me. And when she threw out, Mary, you are a racist. I was like, well, you're definitely not well-versed because she's black. She can't be racist. Let's be clear. Not over her own people. Stop it right there. Stop it right there. Anyway. Like, I just was like, she's not seeing that the way that her and Mary went through the same, like they had a similar struggle. But again, Mary just chose to make herself a new person. And you just choose to deal with yours with violence. Oh, my God. And abuse. And just uncontrollable, like you can't control yourself. And I think that's what made me sad for Mary too, because it's like, yeah, you are looking at another woman of color. She's not black though. And it's different. I feel like it could have been another black woman sitting in Jen's spot. And I just don't feel like that would have came out of her mouth. Well, you don't like being in front of. Exactly. In Potomac, they would have had that conversation and got to the root of it. Maybe not here. yeah. Yeah, no, no. Because if you throw something out like that on Potomac, it's like you better be ready to back it up with like real facts. Jen just throws things out there like right, racism, racism. Right. And she got Mary over here that's her mind is so yes. far gone that she's <laughs> agreeing with her. And then you got these white women. Yes. Of course, she's going to be getting away with this nonsense. It's insane. It's, did you, wow. I felt when she tried. She's to, really ill. She's really, really ill. When, when she said, when she tried to basically call Meredith, Whitney, and Heather racist, in my mind, I thought that that's just as dangerous. What you're doing, you know what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. on a that mm-hmm. that could be just as dangerous because in this climate that we're in, and Meredith was right. Yep. People were like, Meredith is more worried than being called racist than being racist. I didn't get that. In this moment, I got girl, like what? Yeah, let's yeah. I I I was and Meredith sent me a DM. She did that. She, yeah, she was just like, thank you for the video. She reposted (gasps) it. She was like, I love what you're, what you're saying. Like, I totally agree. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, she's making a point to be like, I agree with this. Yes. Yeah. I got that from her, but thank you for making it all the way clear. Cause that's what I felt that she was, but she didn't have, she didn't know how to articulate as a white woman. It's like, how do you really go toe to toe with this woman of color that is saying these things to you? Jen put her in a, in a position to she, where she couldn't oh, win. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. And Jen knew and what, she, knew what she, was she was doing. Yeah. But the fact that so you let me ask, say let that. Let me ask you this. Have you, well, have you, well, no, go ahead. I'll no, I was just going to say the fact that she messaged you makes me feel really good. Yeah, no, it felt, she seems really nice. She really does. But I mean, in the fact, like, like, she is like really, like, she's thinking in the way that we would want somebody that has a platform like that to be thinking and like what her goal is. It seems like her goal is to 
B is like she is not. A, I'm worried because like I don't know how much she's gonna give us of her personal life. Right, right. But I don't. I don't imagine her being problematic. Me neither. I don't think that she will ever go to that space. And I feel know? like she thinks. I mean, she is who Jen thinks she is vocally. For her, she could have very well just DM'd you and said, "I like your message." This is a white woman in Utah that reposted you. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, this stupid thing that reposted you talking about an, this issue. That's big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like to me, that's more doing the work than Jen sitting on a stage screaming, trying to, to mm-hmm. tell somebody the damage, calling someone aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm yeah. sorry. So I just love that she called you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Girl, I didn't get a phone call now. Oh, I mean, I said she, you know what? When you said called you, I'm looking because my son had called my phone and I saw it come up and I'm like looking at him. I'm, 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 I'm prophesying. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm manifesting. I'm just texting my, we're going to be friends. Next thing you know, yeah, I'm talking to my girl, Meredith Marks. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm literally texting him like, uh, call your dad. Cause we, uh, uh, um, he's called me twice and I'm like, call daddy. He's like right upstairs, like right upstairs. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. No, you're fine. What, but okay. So why you're, so you can keep on doing that while I bring this up because it's not important, but those audio and now video things that's going around about Jen, I haven't spoken on it. Have you spoken on it? What have you said about it? Cause I am just like, yeah, uh, this is who this woman is. Like, maybe I thought, like, in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is an act. And now I'm like, okay, yeah. It all makes sense. I, um, so back in, fe- in the beginning of February, two different people DM'd me. And I'm going to say it now since it's out. But one, one said that they used to work for her. And one knows someone that very well close to them that works for her still. And they told me, when I had reposted the George Floyd video, they were like, thank you for calling her out. The person that you see on TV, two different people, the days, uh, days apart. Thank you for calling her out. This is the person that the person you see is who she is. And she's also very abusive to her employees. Now, the first person that DM me um, was didn't have like it almost looked like an account that was just recently created. And in my mind, I thought, is this somebody close to Jen? trying to DM me to see if I'm going to be like, oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. And then mm-hmm, repost it, making mm-hmm. it looking like I was out trying to make her look bad. And I, so I was just very much, they were like, I have more info for you on Jen Shaw. And I was like, oh, wow, please not anymore. Like trying to kind of like joke it off. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. were saying that she was verbally and physically abusive to her employees. And I was just, kind of, wow. okay. So I shared it with Corey and I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting ready to, and I feel like they didn't, they didn't, because I wasn't like, oh, give me information. They told me some things like what we're saying in this video, but then the conversation just trickled off. And I was like, oh, because uh, I was like, oh, well, are they filming? But like, I went into that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days later, I got another DM and was like, my friend works for, works for her and has PS, PS, PTSD. And I don't say that lightly. She's currently in therapy. Still oh, working wow. for her. And I was like, I think oh this God. is very reputable. And everything that we saw in those videos she told me that there was video of her doing exactly what we saw. We heard it first, but then what we saw. And so I held on, I was talking to Big Corey about it. And then when I saw it, I was like, 
they weren't lying. And not even that you automatically think, oh, they're lying. But like the first person, I was like, okay, they don't even have a picture. It's like, did you just make the, is this a Finsta? Then the second mm-hmm. person, very credible. And I was like, okay, but I still felt like, I'm just not throwing that out there. Cause if it was me and someone was just throwing, you know, and there was no proof, especially cause I really want to be factual about things. Yeah. And when I saw yeah. it, I was like, I can speak on it now. This is crazy. And then when the DMs were posted, that did you see the DMs that were posted that she allegedly wrote? Yes. Yeah, but somebody said they were like fake. Well, so my thing was, I the uh, the account that posted it posted their DMs that um, they have with someone questioning whether or not they were fake or not, and. He was like, these aren't, fa- or I'm saying he, I don't, I don't know who's behind the account. For some reason, I just assume it's a he, but I don't know. But um, okay. the person that posted the DMs and the audio, they were like, it's not fake. I said they weren't fake because Heather called her out on it at the reunion. And Jen, J- Heather said, you called me Shrek and that I wasn't. A- Heather verbatim almost said what was in those DMs. So I just don't know if it was actually oh, through okay. a text. And then that person just put them together to show them, but couldn't really reveal who they came from. Right. No, Jen said it because Heather admitted it. And Andy said, did you call her those things? And she said, I was reacting to what was done to me. And Andy said, well, what was done to you? And she said, I can't remember. So she admitted to saying what was in those. So that's, I was like, well, that's why they're real. They talked about it on the, I don't know if, it came as a DM or as a text message to somebody, but Jen said those things because Heather called her out on it and it was almost verbatim. Oh my so, God. Go back and watch the third part of the reunion. Yeah. Like, I need to start yeah. screaming. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah. I need to go back and watch it. Cause I don't, I don't remember it, but the fact that she said that is mm-hmm. like, wow. And then it was, it, wow. And I felt what like is- I, the video, Sasha, she took that person's phone and threw I saw it. That she threw it. Sasha, think about if that you and your lovely fiance and y'all had a baby boy and I say baby boy, but he's like 19 or 20 and an intern. Right. And he called uh-huh. you saying, mommy, I was interning with just about their day or mom, I can't call you from my phone because my employer broke it. Y'all, that's me knocking. Jen, I need to speak. Right. Because I know I know. No, absolutely. Tell me what you said. Right. Absolutely. And Coach Shaw coming in. Now I have noticed. Do you, I feel like sometimes we do a lot of, if there's two people in a relationship and one, no matter what it is, one person does something, some kind of way, the other person gets held responsible. So I've saw people saying, well, coach Shaw is just as much to blame. I get the whole enabling thing, but there were people literally saying like, basically it's his fault that she's acting this way. Oh, he, no way. No, and I, was like, I think he's just trying to live with her. Cause I know yeah. a couple like that where the husband is like, here we go again. So I didn't hear, how did he act when he, re- when he came in, how did he react? Was he he, just, it was just like normal to him. I, I didn't hear what he said, but he said something to the employees. I couldn't make it out. And then it almost sounded like he was checking on them, but I don't know for sure. And then he like brought her in calmed and she was very calmed down, but you just kind of see him like, walking back and forth, but you don't really hear what he's saying. So people are like, you know, he knew just what to do to calm him down and her, her down. And I agree. But then some people were like, well, it, he's at fault 
because he shouldn't stand for it. I mean, you can be married to a person. You don't control them. You don't. Maybe she knows. I don't even know how Jen, like, how does she have the capacity to get that level of anger? That's a lot Over her reunion dress? Is it like, what? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm like, this is trauma from her Tongan culture. Like, what is is this rooted in? Somebody said, so let me guess, her breaking her employee's phone is because she's Tongan and her father passed away because that's what she's been saying to everything. It's always, I'm Tongan the way I was treated or Coach Shaw wasn't here for me when my dad passed. And what I thought was very interesting, it's, I know that we're supposed that I, I won't even say we're supposed to, but I, I almost felt like I've been watching these shows for years wrong and not just necessarily just mm. watching for entertainment. Because when Jen came out and said Coach Shaw wasn't there, people were literally saying he's a horrible person. He's a horrible person. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, maybe they had an agreement. I've never lost a parent. So I don't know. Um, meaning I, I was saying, what if they had an agreement? And Jen was like, go, I got it for whatever reason. Right. And the person mm-hmm, was saying, mm-hmm. no, he would still be wrong. He should have been there. I was like, okay, I get that because I haven't lost someone. Then to be on that stage and coach shall say, I was there for the wake and every day after. And to hear him say that Jen was upset because when he would come to the hospital, cause Jen said she was there by herself in the hospital. So to hear him say, when I come to the hospital, her father responded to him but didn't respond to anyone oh, right. else. So Jen thought that maybe he wouldn't have died. I was like, so here people are saying this man is a horrible person, but I it's know. just the way Jen relayed this. She told it right. He wasn't there for the funeral, but she used that to excuse her behavior. And people are saying, oh yeah, I could see because he wasn't there for her when that wasn't the truth. Right, right. Wow. I'm like, if people <laughs> don't see how manipulative that is, Cause then Andy yes. said, do you think you'll ever be able to get past him? She said, he's been there for me. You didn't say that the whole season. Right. Exactly. So I'm like, exactly. if y'all can see that that's manipulative, you can't see mm-hmm. that she's taking on the traumas of black people and saying, mm-hmm. you don't call a girl yep. aggressive. I was so mad. Somebody told me she's married to a black man. And I said, slaves have slept with black slave masters slept right? with black women. Didn't mean they mm-hmm. liked them. They mm-hmm. wanted them. Um, yes. There was a football, yes. pl- a, a football player two years ago. I should have sent you the video. Yeah. It was two years ago. So the reason I didn't post it, it was because it was two years ago. And I don't know if he spoke on it. So I wasn't going to re-traumatize. But he's married to a dark-skinned football player married to a white woman. He's on vacation with other dark-skinned men married to white women. His wife was pregnant again. And they did a cheers to more light-skinned babies. Wow. So to say she's married to a black man, so she can't she has to be this. I watched uh-huh. three black men, three or four dark-skinned mm. black men with white women toasting to more light-skinned babies. Oh my gosh. Wow. You mean I there was a football Gilbert of Gilbert Arenas or something? He since apologized. But talked about how uh, Lupita, um, oh, Lupita Nyong'o, am I pronouncing that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How she was too dark for him and she wasn't beautiful. And then somebody sent him a picture of her coming out of the water in a bikini and 
body just glistening. And it was like, it was like she was the sun with her shades on. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, the body's doing it, but the face is a no and the skin and all that. Now he's since come out and apologized. So if you think just because somebody's black that they okay. are down for all black people, that doesn't mean anything. And Jen's not even black. How many white mm-hmm. women? I saw a letter on Facebook, a, a, a post, a white woman did it who was married to a black man did a post on Facebook and said, maybe if y'all black women wouldn't have such attitudes, she's married to a black man coming at black woman. So don't tell me that Jen's married to a black man. That means nothing to me. Nothing. Yes. She's not black. Nothing. And how did you like wow. during the wow. season, was there anything that triggered you in terms of Jen when she would speak on like black issues? The first time that I felt the trigger was the conversation she had with Lisa at that bar when they first got back from Vegas and she initially blamed it on her culture. And I was like, Hmm, that's a new one. Cause the thing with, cause the the 7-Eleven comment with Mary, that was such a chaotic brunch. I was like, (laughs) wait, did Mary say it wasn't clear, you know? But I didn't like what you were saying, how she tried to then use calling Mary a racist as a way to, that's your rebuttal. It's like, oh, well, I'm mad, so I'm gonna call you a racist. So then that was the first one. And then the second one was the conversation with Lisa. And I was like, oh, wow. So she just is gonna, she has a short list of excuses for her behavior. It's her skin color and what she's been through. And she's just gonna pretty much toggle back and forth between the two of those. Yeah, pretty much for the entire time that she's on this show. So how long are we supposed to let her get away with this? Because like you said, it's very dangerous. And I felt the danger when I'm watching. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because the work that people are doing, they're trying to undo the way of thinking. She is literally continuing the perpetuating the way that people think now. Like you are the problem. You are the problem. Just in a different disguise. And that's what makes it more dangerous because people don't see it because she is brown. Oh my gosh. Yes. You just said it. Yeah. You are, you that's are how the I problem. Felt. That's what I felt watching it. And it's like, it's, it's like the colorism thing. It's so much of like, okay, you know, you have like, I remember growing up and the white people, the way that they would express the colorism was, Oh, um, you're so exotic. Where are you from? Because I have to other you because your skin is so dark. There's no way that you are American. So that was their way of doing it. And then the black people's way of doing it was, you know, the obvious ways of, oh, you, you're cute for a dark skin girl. Or you're not cute at all because you're dark skin or, you know, all of the names mm-hmm. that they call it. Your own family. I remember my grandmother treated me. It was such, it, it was, I, I, it was just, it's just burned in my brain that whenever we would go home for the summer, my cousins were all light skinned because my mom's sister is a different dad. So okay. her kids were light skin and my mom's kids are dark skin. Me and my okay. kids are dark skin. And every summer we would go to my grandmother's house and the way she would, re- she would react to them as opposed to us when it was time to go to church on Sunday, she would show them off. Oh, my grandbabies, my grandbabies, my grandbabies. <sighs> and then we were just like there. Like there. it was like embarrassing for her to have children that are as dark as we were. So then watching this conversation with Jen, I was like, okay, so Mary is this, like I said, the extreme version of that. And by Jen sitting here having the conversation that she's having on camera, and we don't, we are, we're not acknowledging how sick Mary is, it's then making it okay. Like, this is what we need to acknowledge. Yes, this yes. This is the problem right here. 
not what Jen is saying, because J- what Jen is talking about is not racism. This is no- nothing that I don't, nothing that Jen is talking about is reality. No. That's not the reality <laughs> of what was happening. What is reality is what's going on with Mary. So this yes. is what needs to be talked about. Yes. Sasha, oh my gosh. You are Jen so right. Jen is very out of touch. Jen is very much out of touch. Yeah. With reality. And that. She told herself a lie and she's believing it. And this is why. Bravo, if you're listening, you may need to have, mm, when it comes to matters of race, Andy step off and someone like Sasha step in. Someone like, oh i.e., Sasha step in and able to articulate because that moment was glazed Girl. across because there's yes. no way in the world that none of those white women were going to challenge Jen no. when she's at a reunion crying. And the climate that we're in. And Mary didn't have the depth, the wherewithal. Mary didn't even know exactly. where she was to do it. Mm-hmm. That to me, mm-hmm. it, it was like, this is, this. it's such a, like, they don't realize the impact. Like how many people watching that are trying to learn about this, seeing Jen and seeing her behavior throughout the season as being aggressive. Now they're like, so now I can't even call somebody who's being aggressive. aggressive. And I heard uh-huh. somebody say, maybe we need to find a better word. That word is in the dictionary and describes her behavior. So you don't have to say mm-hmm. Jen is aggressive. You can say the behavior that you're displaying is aggressive. Heather tried. Mm-hmm. Now, when she said, I don't want to learn from you, I got what she was trying to say, but uh, it didn't look good. Like, it was like, okay, uh, I get yeah, what it you're was, saying. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's Heather in a nutshell, though. That's, what, that's how <laughs> she is from the beginning. I was like, mm, so you love black men, but you are so devastated that you're not a part of religion that does not accept black I'm about people. To, I'm about to shut my computer. I'm getting ready to shut. Girl. I told. Oh, get some. I, I cannot. Like, I'm like, why do people just refuse to acknowledge this? Because they're so, oh, we love Heather. I get it. Like, she is relatable for a lot of people and she is the voice of reason and so and so, but can we not just glaze over this huge, this to me is a red flag. Red flags all over the place. Sasha, me and Corey did a Patreon and I said, I was saying where I had everybody and I said, I have Heather off to the side over here because something is not. Something's not settling right. And I wanna ask her, I (laughs) so wanna be like, listen, I get the relatable, but I need to ask you, can you explain to me, because maybe I'm not hearing it right, why you're crying over a religion that you've said doesn't like black men, doesn't like homosexuals. And black men came up every time. Homosexuality didn't come up every time. She didn't say mm-hmm. uh, that all the time, but it was always black. And, and, she, and I'm using homosexuality because that's what she said. She said black mm-hmm. uh, homosexuals. And then she said black and something else. So I want to know why you are crying tears over this religion. And she was on um, Kate Casey's podcast. And it was really interesting. And I wanted to ask Kate, but then I was like, I actually want to ask Heather. And I could be just reading this, but she said, because they talked about what Mormons don't like. She said, Mm -hmm. Whitney is not a Mormon, but if I dropped her off at a family reunion, she would be able to go right back to how they are. She, she said she'd be able to slide right back into how they are. And my hmm. first thought was, well, how far back is she sliding? So what does that mean? Are y'all doing right. religious um, procedurals at the cookout? Because wouldn't it be just I'm at the cookout with my family? Right. What is it right. that she has to slide back into? 
are y'all having conversations about Mormonism and she's got to be prepared? Oh, okay. I get that. But Mm -hmm. I was like, but can you say that? Because what I'm hearing is I'm going to a family reunion and I don't guess that y'all have religious. I don't know what you do at a Mormon family reunion. I don't know if it's any different than what we do, but if you're just with your family, what does she have to slide back into as a Mormon? Right. And like I said, how far back is she sliding? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I totally, I totally agree. I totally, I, and I don't speak on it a lot because people, I don't speak on it often because people love her so much and it's not worth my energy. But the thing that the, the thing about the black men, like black, white women have a history of sexualizing dark black men. They always have. Yeah. And then they are ashamed of that part of them. So they want to go, oh, well, he's dangerous. He hurt me. When really like they want them. So, but then, so Heather to me reminds me of that, but then with no regard for the pain that comes along with that black skin. Yes. But you want it so badly. Because just because Mormons accept, I think people that are not black are under the impression that just because black people can vote, black people are accepted into certain things that all is well within the world. We are not. Um, just look at the state, just look at the the areas where the votes are being challenged, that were being challenged for Trump and his presidency, predominantly black areas. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. us to go out and do the work and get more black voters. Stacey Abrams and those beautiful angels, all of them that were on a team did that. And now all that's being called into question so much so that they are literally talking about trying to change the way they vote in Georgia. But that's also the power when black people come together that this paradigm of a system how it's i can't even say how it's set up there is strength and when black people come together there is a strength Mm -hmm. and they're afraid of that and because again Mm -hmm. we see what happened in georgia absolutely so when you say that it it, like the way you just broke that down i didn't even think about that like how yes white women have fetishized black men but it's cost some of them their lives look at emmett till Mm -hmm. 15 Mm -hmm. years old was killed for what for for I mean and beat mm-hmm. uh, like uh, just, mm-hmm. yeah black men have been killed for that mm-hmm. the um and to them it's 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 fun it's like living on the edge like it's a part of her rebellion like I'm gonna rebel and I'm gonna go sleep with a black wow man. Right. like oh take that Mormonism you know it's like th- don't use them as a part of your rebellion they have their own trauma you're bringing them into yours where they don't wow. need that because all right, what's gonna happen when you need something from your uh, ex-husband. It, they're, that, your kids and your p- family, all, they're always going to come first because that's who's feeding you. They want to be like, oh, she's a boss. But she just started taking a salary, okay? So she's living off of right. something that's not her business. Right. So this is play for her, in my opinion, like this. Oh, I love black men. Like, okay. Okay, Heather. I can't. Right. I can't. No one talks about it though. People love her. Black See, black women, black men, they love her. Everybody loves Heather. Sasha, I'm like, okay, that's I, fine. I'm going to find that video where I said that and send it to you. It's somewhere down on my page. I'm gonna because I I spoke about it and once no one else was, I was like, okay, maybe it's me. Yeah. Because I, I That's why I'm just like, I don't even bother. I'm just like, whatever. Y'all will see when you see. You will all see the truth. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will all see <laughs> the truth. Sasha, it is so funny because oh I should have known to come to you and say, and just simply say your take and that's it. Because I felt so strongly 
about that. But I also feel like how you say you don't have the energy because with the gen thing, speaking on the gen thing, you know, there's going to be pushback. Okay. I have the energy to fight that. But with Heather, it's like, not so it's a problem, but not such a problem that it's like, I I can't even, that's what I'm saying. And that's where we are with our progress is that racism has to be obvious and loud. They're not interested in the nuances of it. And I draw the comparison all the time to Michaela Cole show. Um, I may destroy you. Have you seen that show? You told me to watch it, and when we were, you still haven't watched it. No, mama, no, Uh, no, don't wait a minute. No, mama, I was at, I was at um, Penny's house. Oh wait, I was at. um, uh, I always say, uh, what's uh, uh, oh god, um, good times when Penny got in trouble, and she was like, no, mama, no, I, I I was just. No, Mama Sasha, I'm gonna watch it. When we were in LA dropping little choreo, we were riding through LA and we saw the big billboard. We are going to watch it. I promise. Okay, it's so good. But she gives this one monologue and she's basically talking about how important it is to talk about the nuances of consent because people only really want to listen to the victim if it's like very clear that she was raped. But if it in any way seems like that she could possibly have had any any of it be her fault then people don't they just don't want to hear it so she just she gives an example about this guy like she's having sex with this guy and she was under the impression that he was using protection and in the middle of it he removed his protection his condom and didn't tell her so that is a lack of consent yes you know what i mean so it doesn't matter if it fits the box that you consider rape or not this is a lack of consent so I really translate that into the racism box is like people aren't quite ready to see all the different areas and ways that someone can be racist. They wow. only want to see the loud, obvious one, but they're all dangerous. All of it is dangerous. And so I don't I hate when people want to glaze over it because they're they, they just like this person so much. They don't want to see it yet. I'm like, wow. that's fine. I can't force these people mm-hmm. to see what they don't want to see. They're if they're ready to talk about Jen and we want to talk about Jen. Let's talk about Mary. Okay, let's do this right now. But it'll come wow. because it already started to show in the reunion. People were already like, oh, well, they didn't love Heather's performance too much. L- listen, 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 Sasha, thank you for bringing it up. Because in my mind, I was like, these are the things I want to talk about, Sasha. Heather, I mean, Sasha, I'm like, y'all, I'm rocking back and forth like Miss Sealy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking back and forth when she was at that dinner in the color purple. <laughs> Sasha, <laughs> mixed messages. People say we love a villain. We love a terrible person, but is it a certain type? Is it one that you can mm-hmm. digest as being terrible? Because mm-hmm. y'all same people that, that love that are now like really turning on Heather. But if we love terrible people, I know what they are shifting on Heather. They're re- I know. And they're relying on her to be what they wanted her to be, which what is- they wanted her to be. They- but that doesn't mean that's who she is. is. That's what's wrong with stand culture. They want to stand yeah. this person no matter what. You have to see all of this person. Not only the part, like you have to see the parts of her that, that are bad about her that you might also see yourself, but they want to deny that part. Yes, yes. Because they see themselves in it. So, Let me, I, and, and it's funny because I have to say, when I look at someone and trigger my first question is why am I'm triggered? Because there's something in me that relates to that, whether it's because I've experienced yeah. someone like them or a part of me is that of which I see and don't like. Sasha, mm-hmm. I have such a problem. I was watching the reunion and I had a kind of a different take with Heather. I saw what she was doing. Certain parts, I was like, okay, stay out of it. But like the part when she called Lisa a bad friend to Meredith, 
I actually kind of got, even though it didn't have anything to do with her, I kind of got what she was saying. Cause we're watching Jen when Jen, uh, during the season said, got mad because Meredith didn't let her spend the night. And she went to Heather's house and brought up Meredith and her marriage and knew Meredith told no one but her. Heather said in her confessional, I don't even really want to touch this. Then Jen went to Whitney's house to work out on the pole and she insinuated something. And (laughs) Whitney just flat out said, what are you saying, Jen? And (laughs) in her confessional, she was like, if you're going to accuse somebody of that, you better have hard evidence. They didn't really talk about, they didn't really spread it. Right. But Jen did because she was mad at Meredith. Let's go to Vegas. We get to Vegas and they find out Whitney tells them Jen was talking about Meredith's marriage and Jen uh, and uh, what's her name? Lisa goes off. Who wants to be friends with a person like that? I don't want to be friends. (laughs) I get it might be dramatic, but the, your sole basis of being mad at Jen is because now you know that she's talked about your best friend's marriage. It's also interesting to me. It's in her confessional. Lisa says, I didn't know this. To me, in my mind, I felt like, hmm, you became open to Jen when you realized that your best friend didn't tell you everything about the marriage, but told, I interpreted, but told a person mm-hmm. she didn't know for 10 years, but she knew me. That's my best friend of 10 years. Now, all of a sudden, you're open to this person and now you're going to meet with her. So I saw what Heather was saying. Uh You uh are uh a bad friend to Meredith. That's your best friend of 10 years. You were so upset that this person talked about your best friend's marriage. Really, the underline on national TV. Nobody else knew Meredith was dating anybody. Mm -hmm. You happened to see it. You told it. Then you go and have a sit down with this person. After Jen acted ugly, you go have a sit down with her. Then go to Heather's beauty treatment opening and tell your, look your best friend in her eyes and basically say, well, I've decided, you know, the person that talked about your marriage and you've been my best friend for 10 years, the person that viciously talked about your marriage, cause she did it out of viciousness. I'm now mm-hmm. going to be okay with her. Yeah. You were being, I feel like, I feel yeah, like it didn't facts. have anything to do with it, but Heather was right in what she said. Yeah. But people don't. Yeah, like, but I mean, people are like, true. stay out of it, stay out of it, stay out of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, but she's mm-hmm. telling the truth. Meredith was asleep halfway through, so Meredith couldn't say it. She was like, well, "Oh my god, Mary, I know she was so done with it. She was not. She did not care at all. She was like, whatever." Yeah. So I get like the whole when she was telling Lisa about Lisa, you don't care about. Uh, just a few minutes ago, you were saying divorce isn't a uh, divorce mm-hmm. is okay, but mm-hmm. now you're crying over your friend. She's actually proving her own point. You were such a good friend to Meredith, but you're okay now riding for this person who was talking about your friend's marriage. But now you're over here crying because they were getting ready to be split up. So she actually proved her point just like hmm. in a weird way. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Why is everybody hating huh. Heather now? I get it. Yeah. But then yeah. I'm kind of like, I feel like I've been, I'll listen to another side and see the point. But I still have to really go with what my gut says. And my gut says, I believe Heather was right in that instance. Yeah. But why no, is she, totally why is she a villain now though? What do you think? I don't think she's in a complete villain role now. I think it's just like it was not what people wanted to see from her. But I don't okay. think she's going to completely go in that role cuz that's going to be Jen through and through and and Heather's going to continue to be the contrast to Jen. Okay. 
she's going to be trying to talk her down from the ledge and be such a good friend to her and like okay never leave her side i don't i don't know i don't I, i'm not convinced that she's a villain i think it's just that they people were not ready to hear what she was saying that's such a good point you're the first person that's put it like that that people weren't trying to hear what she was saying because if you uh, look at what I, she's I wasn't saying, like oh she's a villain now i didn't think that when walking away from the reunion mm-hmm. that she was the villain me neither it, the only part Corey was funny Corey was like when she kept inserting herself on the di- divorce part and lisa was trying to talk Corey was like heather let her talk let her talk <laughs> yeah but that part i did and i feel that it's like a lot of where heather's coming from is this frustration with lisa personally because yes. what lisa represents for her with her yes. history of her religion yeah, that's a big part of it, which is like, that's not Lisa's fault. Right. Like you can't yeah. help. Lisa can't help that she's Mormon. However, she wants to be Mormon. She didn't have to go through the trauma that you went through. Yeah, and confident. So that's in the it. part only. Exactly. So that's the part that frustrates me with Heather, because you got to separate the two. You need to go deal with that with your therapist. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's putting that on Lisa. And the fact that she married into a family. This man is high up in Mormon. Like, like mm-hmm. Lisa's husband is not. But this mm-hmm, man is mm-hmm. like right there, pretty much. The, I mean, not that his family created it, but basically like her pioneer ancestors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that tagline. That tagline threw me off when I. I didn't like some, it either. Because it just took me back. I didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah, like my plantation of, yeah. ancestor. I felt like like my, uh-huh, ans- uh-huh. my plantation ancestors. Uh-huh. And she's proud of it, too. I'm like, all right, girl, don't act too proud. Why are you so proud? Why are you so devastated that this, that you're not a part of this organization that is not inclusive? Like, I don't get it. You are about inclusivity. You say on your social media all the time. Anytime in the beginning, I remember that first tweet she put out when someone uh, tried to say she was trans and she was yes. like, that's not an insult to me. I was like, cool, love yes. it. So I'm just confused. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And it's funny because the Bravo fandom gets tricky, which is why I, I had, I was telling court, I told my son this at the end of the day, when you go away, you have to be your own ally, meaning speak up, mm-hmm. take, you can, in a sense, take people at their word that they're your ally, but watch their actions. Oh, and I absolutely. Told him, so really don't, don't depend on them speaking. If they don't look like you, Cause we always don't speak up for each other. So if definitely, if they don't look like you, you can take them at their word, but watch their actions, but don't 100% feel like they're going to come through. You ju- we oh, can't, no. we can't live like that. We, ju- we just can't. No. And Cause it's always going to be self-preservation. Yeah. going to be doing them first. With this Bravo fandom. It was interesting because I saw People that were like, Jen, 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 Jen down. Didn't want to, the George Floyd video did nothing to deter them. As a matter of fact, the day after her so-called apology, I had people telling me she apologized. You that, And I said, that's not an apology. She not did at not. All, not at all. They still rode for her. <laughs> Even all. after the reunion, still rode for her. It wasn't oh, until when this audio was leaked, still rode for her. It wasn't until the video that it was like, all of a sudden, now, some of some people were like, Heather's the new queen. And I said, see, that's the problem. Like, I get I get and maybe it's me because I've never looked at it. None of these people are my queen. None. Like, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. We can say Queen Nini. Nini's a queen. 
Thank you. I am not. Thank you. I'm not a part of Thoughtlandia and Portia, my queen. When she was like, I'm the queen of Thoughtlandia. Like, no, I I like y'all, but like, and I'll call y'all black queens all day long, but none of y'all are my queen. Like none. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) No, I totally relate to that. Like when I, when I think of those women, I'm just like, they're just people that I would see like in passing that I was like, okay, I'll pass on them. I don't, I don't need to see you. Nene, I'm here front row and center. I want to see what she's going to say. What's going to come out of her mouth. Yep. Cause so that it's, cause it's going to be memeable. Every other word is a gift with Nene and a gift. Yes. A literal gift. Yes. You know, yes. but with these women they get, and it's a lot of times with these white women, the white mediocrity, they get to be their mediocre flawed self. And then we have Mimi over here, a dynamic star, and they done fired her for doing less than what a lot of these women have done on this network. It really irritates me. We had a housewife tell us she was disengaging. Nini didn't say it. Nini was, was just like, I don't have to answer that. But, right? Okay. okay. And that's on a t-shirt. That's a tagline. They get to say one word and that's the whole, that's their whole brand. And Nini gave us line after line after, after line, line after line. Even at that reunion, when she refused to engage, she still gave us something. The look, uh-huh. the whatever. She left the laptop cracked open. <laughs> she didn't close it. Give you that. That's what annoys me. It's like, yeah. why is this person iconic? Why? Why am I standing this person? If it, the closest that I've ever come to standing someone is Nini, because it's really hard for me to not like her. Like me I too. hate the way she went out and she made some wrong moves, some choices yeah. that I would not have made. But I always have liked her, mm-hmm. and I always have felt just so like she isn't like they try to say. Oh, the Housewives franchise—they're supposed to be aspirational. They put them in these aspirational cities. Nini, as a person, is aspirational. Yeah, because her light is so bright. Right, it is. It is. Like I, I, it's crazy. Like I listened to an interview with Carlos King, and he was just talking about how it's his first. You know, Carlos King, the producer. Yes, I know what you. Yes. Okay. So he worked on the first season that Nene was on, and he yes. said that he, him and uh, her and Kim, the first thing he ever watched them seen was a scene with her and Kim. And he walked up to her and he was like, "You're gonna be the star of this show." And she was like, "That nah, shut up, bitch!" And yes. he was like, "Mark yes. my words." Yes. That's just her. As soon as she gets on the screen, it's just like captivating. She's even every scene, and that's what I want to celebrate. That's a queen. Yes, even when she's not giving us, because she's no. never been as bad as Ramona could be. Never. No, it's always in fun and good yeah. fun until it wasn't in the end yeah. for a lot of people, but for a lot of people, yeah, like I, I always just, I will love Nene to the end, but I get too. why she turned a lot of people off. I yeah. get that. And, but see, and I like how that's what I appreciate about you because you can say I loved her. I still love her, but I get why she turned people off. You don't, you're not even making excuses for her. And I think that's, there's no disclaimer on it. You just say it. And I think that's the frustrating part for me is why does there have to be a disclaimer on it? Everything. Right. Everything. I know. So people with Jen Shaw were like, she might've been having a bad day. And I'm going to tell you, our, our good girlfriend, Stephanie, and I know she wouldn't mind me saying it because she would say it. She may even talk about it. She was in a, a, a clubhouse the other day. And they were talking about Jen Shaw and they were saying they were still going to have empathy. Okay, cool. I, you know, empathy, empathy should be extended to people. But then somehow they were talking, these people were talking about how Jen has the right to speak on black issues. And now see, that's where you lose me. Allies 
speak about issues happening to black people. Not one ally that I know. And I, and I'll say standing in solidarity would be probably better, but for lack of a, I'll just say ally from Chelsea Ono Bravo to Amanda, to Lily, she's starting to Donnie, any of them, none of them have centered themselves in their allyship. They've all mm-hmm. spoken up on black issues and left it. Mm-hmm. Donnie and Quinn in their interview, Donnie had valid feelings while learning about his partner's history and what triggered Quinn. But Donnie said, let me take a step back and swallow my feelings so that my black partner mm-hmm. can be supported. And then yes. shared the feelings later. Yes. So that's what ally Yes. Being an ally is. So none mm-hmm. of them have centered themselves. So to say that Jen Shaw can speak on black issues, be clear, she's not black. Thank you. She can speak on be very what her, clear. Be very clear. Like it just it boggles my mind that these people are saying people that aren't black. And I'm sorry I have to put it out there. Even though they're of a different culture, they're not white. Y'all are not black. So you can't say she can speak on black issues as if she's experienced them, as if she's experienced exactly what a black person has experienced. Because, again, an ally doesn't center their traumas in it. They don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just it just. Wow. It makes me so so angry. Yeah, it it just it's like Obi said somebody asked him. Why uh, he doesn't speak on. Asian, the, the, uh, what's happening to mm. Asians right now. Okay. And I said, I think people need to understand with black people. Here's the difference when all this stuff that's been happening with black people, when people actually wanted to recognize white people, Spanish people, Asian people, they took it upon themselves to say, I'm an ally speaking out on black lives matter. They wanted us to know, right. I'm speaking out on your behalf. I feel like I can speak for me as a black person, other black people. I've seen you. When I see injustices of a different race, I don't wait for them to ask me to speak up. They don't even have to know I've spoken up. I'm just going to call it out because I recognize Mm -hmm. it because it's been done to us. This is not Mm -hmm. something that's just started because of the virus with us. It's been our parents, 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 parents. And it's scientifically proven that there's trauma with black people from our ancestors, scientific. Mm -hmm. So I speak up about what's happening to Asians. I think that it's disgusting that a man who was a leader of the free world was calling it the name, calling the virus, the names he was calling it. And now Asians are affected. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. And I'm going to speak up when I see it, but do not act like it is my responsibility to speak on another minority's trauma when I'm still dealing with my trauma, like my husband still being pulled over because he's black. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I don't understand. Like, why can't we all just down to it comes down to the emotional labor of it all. Yes. It's like, so you expect me as the person that has endured the trauma and still enduring it to then put out more emotional labor than it takes to just walk through the world to then speak on every issue that you, they feel that it's like you said, it's your response. Why is it, why is it your responsibility? Did you cause it? 
I'm going to be an you ally. You can speak on it when you feel like you want to. Yes. Nobody can tell you what to do. Like they think they, that's why they think they own us. They still think they can tell us what to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. To come. <laughs> that's what Sasha, it boils down Yes. To. It's like <laughs> he made such a good point. I'm going to be an ally to you like you are to me. Plain and simple. I'm your ally. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm still doing the work for my community. And I, I had to explain that right. to somebody else. Like. If I see anti-Semitism, racism against Asians, oh, against anybody, I'm speaking always up. Always speak up. Always. I'm still fighting. Question. Yeah, it, it just, it burns me For anyone me to up. question that, it's, it's just they. Yeah. And Obi's a black man that gets the worst of the worst treatment. The worst. The, the guy that just got killed in Orange County, the black guy that was jaywalking and they killed mm-hmm. him. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, and your son is there, right? In Orange County? Yeah. Is your son in Orange County? Yep. Girl. I, 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 will, I need to start writing a special prayer for you at night. I need to do that because he needs the protection of every, everyone. Because Thank that town. You. I have been to dinner once in that town. And I was stared at. I was like, literally, I walked to the restaurant. Everyone was staring at me as I walked <sighs> through the entire restaurant. I'm like. How? I'm in the state of California. Like, it'd be like, how is this happening right now? Wow. I'm in a different county. I live in Los Angeles and I go two, an hour and a half down the road and they're watching me walk through the restaurant. I was like, I got to get out of here. It was insane. Oh my God. So they're like mid bite, just staring at me. That is crazy. <laughs> so. I share this. He's going to be fine. Like, I'm not, I don't want to put anything. No, 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 no. Absolutely. I appreciate the real talk and the fact that you're saying a special prayer. Like I appreciate all that. And because I want people to know, like for people that think like, oh, life is good. Everything's changed. Oh, black people are accepted places. Nah, this is, that's not real life. And not a mask in sight down there. They don't wear masks. So let me tell you, Sasha. And I shared it because your episode is going to come out next Friday. um, Because you're starting off my women's month. Because since it's Women's Month, so I wanted to have you on. And so thank you. And thank you for having me. <laughs> episode that's coming out on Tuesday is with Tom and um, Kicks from Dumpster Dive. And I just yeah, yeah. shared with them. My son, since he went to school his first semester in Maryland, but virtual at Chapman, mm-hmm. he wanted to get a job for Christmas. He's always been about his money. Okay. So he went to, he couldn't do auditions anymore, you know, because New York is like, nah, y'all ain't get ready to yeah. come up here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to American Eagle and got a job. I might bleep the name out. Maybe not. I don't know because it's, it's the truth. So he went there and got a job. They loved him. He loved his manager. Oh, they were so good to him. He decides I want to work while I'm in school. And, I, and we were like, no, we, we, and, and, and if the world was open, it would be like, no, we want you to have fun on campus. But I was like, okay, you know what? We'll let you try mm-hmm. it. If things start opening mm-hmm. up and you don't want to work, you know, you do the right thing, put your two weeks in, we'll let you try it. So he still had to interview with that store manager. So the store manager up here gave him a great recommendation. So he schedules the interview during the week that we're moving him in. The manager is biracial and asks him, are you okay with speaking up? Because just the week prior, now this was, we moved him in February 14th, no, February 15th. So February 16th, his interview was on a Tuesday. That's how recent uh, the manager says, are you, are you okay with speaking up because they're not very accepting here. And he had to take the clothes out of a white woman's hand 
and make and say, you can leave now because of the racist things that she was oh. saying in the store. Oh my gosh. And so wow. my son said, I have no problem speaking up about that. In Absolutely. my mind, it's still like, just like they should have complied. It's almost like oh what God, happens if they say they should have been silent. I know. Terrifying. Yeah. I'm like, are you insane? Like I said, he said, what? I appreciate the manager for being real. Well, yeah. I mean, that's his reality. That's his job. Yep. And he's biracial. Just so, but him, I think he's obviously letting black. him know, like, this is what happens here. Yeah. So be prepared. I would be upset if he didn't tell him that yeah. that's what he should expect. It's, it's not okay, but he's like, it's the reality of it. We were walking through the Chapman campus in the city and we were going, we were, I was like, I want some chips. Let's go to the gas station. Me, husband, Corey Jr. And well, me, Corey Sr., Corey Jr. And my daughter, Sky. And my husband was behind us, like, and then all three of us were kind of just like walking fast and we were get ready to turn in and a car full of white boys, almost like frat type boys pull in and they go slow and they are looking And in my mind. I said, is it just me? And I'm thinking it's in my because we're so conditioned to feel like, oh, it's probably mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. just, is it me? And I'm looking at them and they're looking at, and I mean, they're looking like almost with a look of disgust. And the next thing I know, and my son was like, what? I mean, they, th- it was that. And he was wow. like, I'm saying, what, what are they looking at? They've never seen black people. And the next thing I know, my husband comes around from behind us and gets in front of us. Like, and then they just pull off. And he was like, yeah, I did that on purpose. Cause that's how they were. Wow. Looking. <gasps> oh my so gosh. I, I just spent near on campus. This was in the camp, like walking through. Cause the campus is like the city. Oh my gosh. That is so horrible. So I, we, I told him he has to have his car there. I don't want him taking public transportation. Not that I like it, ordinarily I wouldn't care. Like, yeah, take the Uber to work. Right. Take the, nah, I need you to be able to get in your car and get away. If something happens. So, oh um, gosh. um, I was telling Tom and kicks. I just, there was an article posted in the Chapman parent group and it was talking about why black kids basically transfer out of Chapman within the first two years. And the show dear white people is based on their school. Really? Wow. And the black people's experience. I did not know that. Yep. Wow. Chapman. And I, my heart. So I sent it to my my son. Your black son is there. Black son is there. So what I told him was, because I said, do you think you'll maybe transfer out of here? Do you want to go to like a back at NYU, um, USC? Like, but the, but the film program is really good there. And yeah. he said, oh, mom, transferring, it just takes so much. So when I sent him this article, I said to him, I left him a voice note. And I said, I want you to read this article, but I still want you to pay attention to how you feel feel on campus Mm -hmm. if it Mm -hmm. feels right if it feels okay to you and you feel safe and okay stay there you can make a change Mm -hmm. if you feel uncomfortable there is no amount of paperwork that's going to make it so hard to transfer that we wouldn't be behind you we are behind you 100 percent. if you want to get up out of here in the middle of the night we're coming because you won't Mm -hmm. be in a place that you don't feel like you can grow and the, the beginning of the article was there was a black student who was a part of the L she, she's a part of the LGBTQ community. And she said she was in class. She said she was kind of tired and she thought she must have fallen asleep because the teacher used a racial slur, 
and a homophobic slur. He said the F word for the homophobic. You know what that is? Oh, oh, And then wow. said nigger for the black. And she said she was the only black person in class. And she felt very uncomfortable. Wow. Asked him why he said it. I'm pulling, asked him why he said it. And he said, basically, it's a part of the American Election? language. I'm part of the American language. I'm trying to pull it up to you so oh, I can tell you exactly. But he was not even saying, oh, I'm speaking a lecture. He's like, that's just how we talk. That's just what they're called. Sasha, oh my God. hurry oh up my with God. this article because, oh y'all, I could keep Sasha for 19 hours, but I got to oh just pull this up to Crazy. what you He said he was walking around campus for a little bit and saw, oh, he also saw the sign. My, uh, he was walking around campus and he saw, oh, you can't see it. It says, congratulations, dear white people, because I think the student went to Chapman that wrote it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it was wow. after it was ironically after I sent him the article. Then he's walking around campus and sees it. So okay, here it is. I found it. I have so many text threads between all the family, just me and him. I'm like, wait, where am mm-hmm, I? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I read this article, oh yeah, him and I started watching a TV show together. Well, he finished, so now I pop in and give him my views. Why aren't black students thriving at Chapman University? And the student says uh, she's a freshman and she put her name in the article. So I'm going to call you shout out to We support you. Shout out to Asada Saul. I could be saying that wrong, but she was a freshman and she said, oh, this was fall. She said she was groggy last fall when she logged on to her virtual 830 a.m. human rights class until a couple of words bolted her awake as her professor discussed examples of bullying in sports. That's what it was. He used the gay slur, the F word. Then he said the N word at the end of class. When Saul told the professor, his use of those words made her feel uncomfortable. She said he told her he was sorry for the way she, she was sorry. He was sorry. She felt that way, but being direct was just a part of how he taught his course. Saul was the only black student in class, an experience that's common for black students at Chapman. No one spoke up to support her. The one classmate later emailed an apology for staying silent. She reported the incident to Chapman's Equal Opportunity and Diversity Office. To her knowledge, nothing came of the investigation. That is also a common experience for students. Wow. And I already knew that one of the uh, law professors there was on stage at the insurrection when they were giving their speeches. And the president said that they couldn't fire him because he didn't break any bylaws. But this is the same president and his wife is the vice president and a school teacher that voted against masks and that invited Sarah Huckabee Sanders Mm. to come speak on campus. So, oh my gosh. So what I said to him and what I said to God was he's either there to create change. If he's not, you need to protect him while he's there until he's elsewhere. So I'm leaving it up to him. But I said, I want you to keep your eyes and ears open. If there's ever a hint of uncomfortability, you're out of there. Anything, period, anything. Because it's not it's not worth it because that stuff is it's dangerous. Yeah, we see it. We see it all the time. It's it's not something that that is something that's far fetched. Yep. So how long has he started in the fall? And and like he started in August, but just moved on campus. Okay, February because of the virus. Right. Yeah. So So you just got there. Yeah. So we'll see then. So he's only been there a little bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm praying over him and I'm like, yeah. I- I'm not going to lie. A big part of me wants him to leave, but it's his, I don't know. His life's 
he may go there and create such a change. I don't know. So I have mm-hmm. to let God, that's between him and whatever else he wants to do. I'm just Higher like, bring my baby home safe because if not, I, I don't know. Y'all I might know. be reading about me on yeah. the news. So. I don't want to be reading about it on the news. Yeah. Please. Yes. That's- oh, but, but that's the, the fact that you guys have that line of communication open that he knows he can talk to you. Mm-hmm. That's That's really important. Yeah. And I feel like I don't want to, you don't want anything to happen to your kids, but I've always felt like we also can't shield, like we can shield them, cover them, but they need to be aware of things happening in the world. Oh yeah. So it's like naive of me to think that he won't ever experience it to a degree. So I just need him to know how to handle himself and just, it's almost like we always have to be taught to do everything we can when the confrontation that inevitably is going to happen comes our way, just because we look a certain way, we're always told. right, right. And then so let me ask you. So I, had a, I recently had a question with someone about this, and they were critiquing, uh, you know, Lupita Nyong'o's children's books, Sule. I've heard of them. Yeah, the kids' book. Okay, and it basically just talks about like colorism. And it's just teaching the young girl to like think, know that she's beautiful and whatnot. And so it's like a <gasps> people would say that it's a book that you would read to your child, you know, especially if they're dark skin. Let them know from a young age. But then another person said to me like. What does that do to them if at already at a young age they're getting the message that they're not enough? But then my thought was that it's, it's inevitable that they're, they're, it's going to happen and once they're out in the world. But then it's like, do you want to start that at home or should you wait and then tell them? I feel like for me, you plant the seed of, um, what is it called, of confidence in their skin color and who they are early. So when they do experience it, they can come home and say, mommy, remember what you told me could happen, happened to me, but I remember what you said. And you said that I'm beautiful on my skin versus it being yeah. so devastating. And now you've got to almost they hear undo. it for the first time. Yeah. 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 And you don't even have to tell them like, oh, people are going to say this about right. you. You reinforce that you are beautiful. Yes. Like, everything about you is beautiful because you're beautiful. Yes. Yep. And when you read those books, you can say, they know it's a, a story. I mean, nobody questions reading uh, like the, uh, uh, what is that Cinderella? And well, what happens when they don't have, like, right. nobody questions that. So it's like, I feel like you read it to them. And then my aunt told me something, Sasha, that ever since my oldest, who's now 24, or 20, get ready to be 24 and six days, ever since she was. I cannot believe. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe you have a 20. It's like ridiculous. She Every looked, time you remind me how the old your kids are, I'm like, oh my gosh. They're like little I cannot believe how, how you, it's, it's just <laughs> insane. You have grown kids because you look like, like you do not look I like love you, you have grown kids. You look amazing. I'm not kidding right now. I, I, I don't, wouldn't just say that. Like, oh, I, seriously, I, I believe skin you. is beautiful. I'm going to record, play this recording. Seriously. Beautiful. Morning. And we have good skin already. Yours is good. Thank you, Sasha. Are there any? I mean, I don't see a wrinkle. Yes. I, I mean, I got anything. Some, like, I don't see a. I don't stuff. see a crow feet. I don't see a frown line. <laughs> I don't see any of it, girl. Sasha, it made me blush. You like? <laughs> it's so true. If they could see right now, like when you walk, I bet. I mean, I'm. I'm sure. I know that people think that your kids are your either your nieces or your sisters or something. Like I know they're shocked when you say this is my my daughter that's 24 years old. Yeah, people think that my mom. Like when I would be out with my mom and my grandma, people would think that. Me and my mom were my, like, my mom was my sister and that was our mom, my grandma. Oh my gosh. So then when wow. I would be out with my daughter, so when she was little, my oldest one sometimes, it would be me, her and my mom. 
She'd be like, mommy. And I'll be like, she talking to you. That's your mom. Like, that's our mom. Like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. She would say, stop doing it. That's Therese. hilarious. So people do say that we look like sisters. And then when it's uh-huh. me, I have to send you a picture of me, uh, my youngest daughter and my oldest daughter, like when we're all posed together. So they, I feel like they keep me young. I, a part of me is, gl- yeah. is I'm not going to say glad, but glad that it turned out well, me having my oldest, my second year in college. You know, because ideally you would want to wait. I would want to wait till I'm older where I'm stable. And like, we didn't grow up together because we like grew up together, you know, but yeah, I'm glad it turned out well. So I would advise anybody to wait, grow up together, but it it still can turn out good. And I, you know, well, that's what I was going to say too for me, because like I'm 31 and I want kids like probably within the next three years. And then even then I'm still worried that I'm not ready, but I'm like, you're doing it and you're giving your kids so much as you're growing together, like it's a, it's really beautiful to watch. We have such good conversations. Like my youngest, that's the one that's going to be very, she's just all like, so too. I'm not even going to say that's the one I, I, what I appreciate about the kid, my daughter, her experience in the military, it did something to her to where she doesn't ever, she didn't want to reenlist, doesn't want to go back. And her thing is America. She would say this country is not for black people. And I've experienced that in the military firsthand. Wow. So I still think there's things she, she may not have even said everything, but I just know she was very much like, I can never, her friend, she wanted to go to our, she wants to move to Arizona. So she's going to fly out there for her birthday. She said, and visit some of her friends. She said, but they're on, on base. I don't ever want to see a base again. So they're going to have to meet me somewhere. Wow. So I know that she, she experienced that, but wow. yeah, they are so, the three of them are so, Stand like they stand up in their voice of blackness. They are so unashamed mm-hmm. of their blackness That's and so beautiful. bold in their blackness. And I told them, don't let anyone make you feel bad for being proud to be black. Because I don't know, have you ever got the question, well, what if there was white pride? I've stopped trying to answer and I tell them I'm not white, so I can't answer it. So don't ask me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to justify yeah. why I'm saying I'm proud to be black. It's what I am. Mm-hmm. Nobody asks a woman why you say you're proud to be a woman. Nobody says, mm-hmm. well, what, what about men? No one says that, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. No one, even with Jen, like they make excuses for her. If we were at a women's March and a man came up and said, men have issues too, they would chase him out of there. But when it mm-hmm. comes to issues of black, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's different. So yeah. it is. It, it, my daughter is very very vocal. So I was saying, guys, can you believe, like, I'm just learning about environmental racism. My daughter was like, oh yeah, because I mean, she is so plugged in and she's 16. So we are learning, like I'm learning with them. They'll, they'll have conversations with me. And I've always told them, don't be afraid to speak out, speak out and speak up. And even if it's happening to your friend, if it's happening, speak up, you Mm -hmm. know, you would hope your friends would do the same. They have a group chat. And one of her white friends said, like, what's up, my niggas or something. But then, like, I get, you can unsend. You know how you can unsend in the DMs? He unsent it. She's mm-hmm. seen it. So she said to her other friends that were black, did you see that? And they were like, yeah, but that's just him. And she said, no, that's not just him. It's a behavior that y'all mm-hmm. are enabling. And that's why he's doing mm-hmm. it. So she addressed him. They're still friends. But she was like, that's not okay. And she told her wow. friends. And it's not okay for y'all to sit here and just let it go either. Let them know. Absolutely. Because they'll keep doing it. Yeah. That's they why he do as com- much as they can get away with. And I think the only reason he unsent it was because she was on the thread. 
because the mm-hmm. other ones oh, weren't yeah. saying anything. Right, right. She was like, I'm not. And then I heard somebody say, I don't know if it was on this podcast, maybe on another podcast. She said, wait, was it you? It was somebody that said, I'm not going to allow a white person to make in a situation where I may not want to speak up because if I speak up, I feel uncomfortable. She said, no, we're both going to be uncomfortable because you made me feel uncomfortable. So now I'm going to speak. Now we're just going to be both uncomfortable sitting here. Absolutely. And that stuck that's stuck with so me. That's so good. Like, that's, that's good. I'm not going to be the only that's one. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I, you know, that's what, a I'm, good reinforcer to remember. Cause yeah. in the moment it's always, you know what they say? It's like, we're not even used to having a seat at the table. So we don't want to yes. give any pushback. Yes. But it's like, no, enough of that. Like, yeah. it's like, you're, we're both, you're going to, you put me in the hot seat. I'm going to put you right back in the hot seat. We're going to have this conversation. We're going to have the conversation. Because by them saying the thing that's making you uncomfortable, they're opening up the conversation because mm. they are, what do you expect us to remain silenced? And we have to let them know that it's not okay because otherwise it'll just keep happening. Wow. That is so true. Can I ask you? And then I'll, I know, I'm like, how long have I? Oh, geez, two, almost two hours. Okay. Have you experienced any pushback as far as the content that you talk about? from any listeners or anything like upset because you go there with these housewives? Not really. Like a lot of people get, I have like, what, like every video, there's like a little sprinkle of people that don't, but then there's so many more people that get it. I get the most, I would say the more polarizing videos in my comment sections are like the, like, like the videos, like talking about Kenya and Portia. Cause then it's like two oh. black women that you're talking about. Like it's a, it's a whole different type of dynamic. Okay. Whereas like most of the people that are like, that are on my page, they are on the side of what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. And there's the people sense. that get brought in. There's usually the people that gets brought into it or somebody else tags them or they, some, they, they stumbled upon it. Okay. But then I, but then the, but the Kenya and the Porsche thing, because it's not a race issue, okay. then you're getting into just like personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what you people that like Kenya are a certain type of person and people that like Portia, Ooh. you know, so then you're getting those people, that get, which those people might both also be anti-racist. Okay. You know what I mean? But okay. now we're getting into a whole different territory. So that's kind of, honestly, those are the videos where I get the most pushback. Okay. But it's not when it's two black women, cause we're all on the same side. So now we're really, it's like a, a in, an in-house fight. Okay. You know <laughs> Okay. But I so, stay out of that. I stay out of those. Cause I'm like, this is just personality. I'm trying to learn how to do that. I'm like, even if somebody's going at me in my comments, like, okay, maybe the first two, but then don't even go back and check. Like I'm, I'm no, starting to be like, don't even. Okay. Yeah. Especially when it's not an issue. Like when we're talking about racism to me, there's no gray areas right or wrong. But when you're talking about like, Oh, are you team even Trey and Jackie? Like, yeah. obviously I know that it's so obvious. Like Jack, like Trey is there so the people that are tree huggers why do i even i'm not i'm gonna disengage you know because they they even a lot of because some people are tree huggers for the irony of it yeah yeah like the you know they're like she's iconic and they just love her for that that aspect of what is for the franchise and i i do get that okay it's like luann like She's just a, a pillar in the in the franchise. Yes. Okay. But the people that actually think Teresa is right, those are the ones where I'm like, okay, I can't even. I can't even <laughs> That's a good distinction. You know? Thank you for breaking that. Yeah. Some people love her just for her iconicness, whereas other people are like fully all like 
Teresa. I actually saw one of those the other day. Somebody and Stephanie made such a good point. There was a page that was like uh, listed why Jackie was wrong and why Teresa was right. And then they were like thoughts, like feedback. But Stephanie made a good point. They didn't really want the feedback because they argued with every person that gave them feedback versus like, oh, okay, I see. Because I've done that before, like where somebody may not agree, but the way they phrase it, it's like, you know, it really is a good point. It's like, uh-huh. oh, that's a good point. Okay, you're right. You got me or whatever. I still may yeah. not agree, but you got me. And we may joke back and forth, but this person was finally like, you'll never change my mind. And Stephanie was like, because they don't want nuance then. You don't want a conversation. She was like, they don't want okay. a nuanced conversation. They want nope. somebody to agree with them. So why are you mm-hmm. asking for it? And it was so funny because yeah. Stephanie very much will, will give you boom, 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 boom. And they were like, yeah. and then you could see where it was like, oh, well, you're just not going to change my mind. And she was like, cool. That's not what I was trying to do. I thought we were having a discussion. Why ask for it if you don't want it? And I was like, so you, between her saying that and you saying what you said, you're right. Sometimes I just have to like, I'm not going to try to convince you. You just have to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. You, can, you know what I mean? Like, what is their justification for why they're saying what they're saying? Yeah. There's some things I can get. I get it. Like, you know, and then there's other things that it's just like, you are not a person that is willing to see the reality of what Teresa is actually doing. Cause you're so blinded by it. Like the, the, the fandom of it all, mm-hmm. which is why there's some, that's why there's a difference between a fan page and then people that are like actually like creating content because they want to get their voice out there and they have an opinion. There's other people that like, no matter what that person does, they are a fan. And yes. we don't have those type of pages. That's right. So, but then right. sometimes we attract those people to our pages because they might be a fan of someone that we also like that That's week. true. That's but I'm not guaranteeing you it's going to be every week. It's going to be bad. <laughs> Sasha. She get confused. I literally need to clip this part out of, and make it a video. And when my next week comes to say something, post you in the beginning right. of everything I do. By the way, like I told you. It needs to be a disclaimer, just so you know. Yeah. Nothing here is Bible. We're not writing anything in blood. We go weekly. It's all with a pencil with an eraser because I might erase it. These housewives every week, they, that's why I don't, certain things I don't go too deep on certain things yeah. that housewives do one week because in two more episodes, it's going to be a whole nother layer added to it. And I'm like, why did I even waste my breath picking this apart? Yes. Because yeah. they end up revealing it to be like something that it wasn't even what we thought yes. it was. Yeah, I agree. So. And, I'm, and I think even though it's funny because that's why I have, I have such a hard time calling these housewives terrible people. They do terrible things, but when it gets into, they're a terrible person. I have such a hard time because sometimes I know people in real life like that for real, for real. And I'm like, oh, but these people I know are like that, but they're not really terrible. But then, like you said, something's going to come out that's now they're not terrible anymore. And it's like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or when people jump, I never forget people, Brooks is an icon. He had like one scene, then two scenes. It was like one episode and he was an icon. I was like, are they for real? Mm-hmm. And then like <laughs> two weeks later, nobody wanted to see Brooks Marks. And I was like, uh-huh. dang, y'all then yep. raised him up and tore him down like within I a know. month. I know. I know. That's why this stuff is so trippy, though. Like being yeah. a part of this whole community. It's like it, it's constant. They call it the rumor mill. It is a mill. Yes. It never stops churning. And that's why sometimes like when I'm on my phone, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like Bravo was like, it feels like it's your whole world. It feels like it's your life. Because it's constant. Yes. And I think, I feel like you watch the housewives in a way that I watched them. And I kept saying, well, I'm going to change the way I watch. But I think I just decided here and now at a, wait a minute, at 528 PM on March <laughs> 6th, Saturday, I'm not going to stop. And I say that because you watch these shows in the context of the real world. And that's how I watch them. 
I, I've never watched them in the context of just a show. I've always imagined the real world because, I mean, it's crossing over into the real world. We have watching mm-hmm, Portia's mm-hmm. life and we're watching her march for Black Lives Matter. That's real world stuff. Mm-hmm. So I never watched these shows in context of in, in, con- in a context of entertainment. I've watched it in context of stuff like this, even if they're creating it, exists in the real world. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I can't, mm-hmm. I never allow myself to really say, I have, to, I do have to learn to say, oh, they're good for the show. Because my thing is, it has to get to a really heavy point for me to say, I don't want somebody on my, on my TV, but I'm not campaigning for it. I'm not doing all that. But like Kelly Dodd, I could never look at her again. Jen Shaw, I don't care. The only other person mm-hmm, that I mm-hmm. never wanted to ever look at again, hands down, was Brandy Glanville. For me, I just, some people love her though. <laughs> she brings drama. My body doesn't like that type of drama. Like, <laughs> I know, I don't like it. It just, because it feels like too it. like, this stuff can affect people's lives for real. Like Jen yeah. calling them all racist could really affect lives for real. And quite honestly, if she wasn't being aggressive, but them calling her aggressive could affect her, you know? So mm-hmm, these things, mm-hmm. the things that happen on these shows can affect real people. Like Joanna from Miami sued Brandy for saying her vagina smelled because she said she was up for a, um, this is y'all gonna think I'm making this up, a tuna fish commercial. Um, but she didn't get it because of the rumor that, Oh my gosh. What? This is real? No. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like 97%. I've, I heard that on a podcast. Oh my God. But gosh. I want to say I looked it up too because when I heard it on the podcast, I was like, this is too meta almost. I mean, if mm-hmm, you think about mm-hmm. women's body parts in those terms. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So she sued her. Wow. And then it's like somebody like Brandy, like she is such a loose cannon. Like, I don't feel safe watching her because she might say that's something what it racist. is. I don't feel she safe. Might, like, you don't know what she's going to do because she has said racist shit on it before. Yes. They didn't care about it back then. That was before people cared. <laughs> this is what do they call it? Uh, before Christ. So before that was BG before George. <laughs> this yes. Is AG after George. Now people care that she compared this woman to a black woman because she couldn't swim. They didn't care back then. Do you have you, I'll never forget. Have you noticed though another thing? I feel like as black people, when we've experienced so much, please like you don't have to bring up Brandy from like we can talk about it, but not in terms of we want to like we're not bringing it unless Brandy was saying she never said it, but we're not posting mm-hmm. that on our lives. Something that oh, happened no. years ago that y'all don't oh, care no, about because it's. We're posting what's happening now. It's right. I don't always see it's not. It's almost, I feel like it's allies. Like, I understand, even though I don't agree with that, looking through a 2021 lens and a 2012 TV show, something that we picked up on back then, but nobody was saying anything about it. So we just rode along with it. So I, it's like, don't, please don't bring that to me. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not, and I'm right. not getting ready to repost about it. I'm not. I saw no. an account that was like, send me your problematic, t- send me problematic TV, like things that happened on TV. And I'm like, for what? Like this For is what? just opening up stuff. There's enough going on right now. Like currently, I don't need to then go add on my plate of what I gotta dissect and talk about. The more right. bring up more trauma for me because I remember what it felt to watch that. Yes. Back then, I don't need to feel it again. I'm like, 
really they don't because my brothers my dad my husband my husband's mother loves to swim like she was a member of the, so like they all can swim what do you mean like black people don't swim I know. that was so I stupid so yeah, it's been I, the only way I would bring it up is like again if the person is saying oh I never said no well no like Lisa said roll well, footage right. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah Sasha, you do. But she's such- so the thing is, and Beth, Brandy is so self-involved too that she wouldn't even like even bring like she doesn't even care. Like yes. she's all about Brandy. You know what? You're right. It's not even. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to prove myself wrong. I don't care. Yeah, that's she doesn't care. <laughs> that's very true. Oh my gosh, Sasha, the, pri- the privilege. The privilege allows for you not to care. You know, Listen. you don't have to care when you're privileged. I saw a lot of privilege jump out when that Jen Shaw thing was posted. First, the audio people were saying, well, why doesn't he just quit? Oh, my God. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. Just quit. <laughs> no problem. Walk off the job. I'm designing a dress as a minority for a woman on a television show in Utah. And you're going to tell me just to quit. You know how much shit we're used to taking? A, a, a broken phone is not like we used to get broken backs. Come on now. <laughs> like, I don't know what color he was, but I know for me, like now I will stand up for myself and I can understand someone that has never felt supported enough to stand me up too. for themselves. They think that they can't speak out on that. And I know that feeling as well. Me I too. had a white woman that I used to work with put her finger in my face. And I know that she did it because she felt like she could tell me what to do because I was oh a black woman. Like she had ownership over me because she was my manager. And now, oh my gosh, I don't even want to know what I would have. She wouldn't have had a job first. Like she would have been done that day. Like get your hand out of my face. You're my superior and you're in my space telling me what to do. Oh my gosh. Sasha, when I had that lady tell me when my son at five years old, when he was his hand, when he was posed with his hands behind his back and she said, oh, they're getting him ready for handcuffs. I knew that I couldn't confront it. Then she was best friends with the senior vice president. So who would they have believed? My initial instinct I wanted to take my foot and kick her desk over <laughs> and I I like ran through within seconds it I could see myself doing it and then mm-hmm. being escorted out of a job and having to come home and tell my husband and my and that <laughs> oh by the way I don't have the income that's a partner with yours to take care of these three small kids we have right but when daycare was almost as much as my rent at the time so I had to swallow it and just walk out of the room. And like you said, now yeah. there's no, there's no corner of the earth in which anybody would be able to say that to me now, me not saying, and I, I wouldn't kick the desk over, mm-hmm. but I would, like you said, oh, we would have a real problem. Like you mm-hmm. would, she wouldn't be sitting in that seat anymore. Or if she would, she'd be Mm-mm. sitting in that seat, mouth closed, scared to yep. speak anything else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get you. Like when you said that you literally brought because I've talked about that uh, quite a few times, but you saying that brought me right back. It's like, yeah, I didn't even think about that in terms of him. I just thought what a privilege to say he should have quit. I know. I know. It just goes back to what you said earlier. You were like, it's really about us banding together as black people. And we have to figure out what we need. Yeah. From like what we need from each other to help us get what we need from these white people, because at the end, sorry, there's there, a lot of them are still the gatekeepers. And yeah. I had this conversation with someone about like, like the vaccine right now with COVID and everything. It's oh. like, this is hitting, this is hitting our community the hardest. Yep. And you go over to the white neighborhoods of Los Angeles, they're getting their vaccines. You go over to the black neighborhoods, the white people are going and getting the vaccines that we're not even using. Yes. We're not getting vaccinated. 
And it's because we have no trust in the healthcare system because the healthcare that we are receiving, the quality of it, why would I trust the healthcare system to inject something in my body? So the first step is we need to make it to where this is accessible, that people have primary care doctors that they trust and believe yes. in, gynecologists, specialists that they can see that they trust. So then when you want to roll out a vaccine that they have that, that they can go there and feel that they are safe, you know? And right. it's people are like, oh, it's because of, it's, it's like, it does date back to the, all the, the trials they treated us like guinea pig, the Tuskegee, yes. all the things they did back in the day when they were testing all of these medical procedures without, without anesthesia. So it dates back as far as that, but even currently, like I've never had that happen to me, but what I have had happen to me is go to a doctor's office and I describe my symptoms and they don't believe me. Yes. Just, they just don't. Or you have to continue you know? to tell them. I'm telling you, this is what's wrong with me. I'm. Can you check me for yes. this? Can you check me for that? Can you check me begging for, for blood tests? Begging. Yes. Why do you think I want to come here and get my blood taken? Like I have nothing else better to do with my time. I have to beg you to run a test. And nowadays, you have to like put it in writing. Like if they, if you ask for a test and they say no, you have to put it in writing that they said no, and then they'll give you the test because it's illegal for them to not test you for something. And then if something happened down the line, you have it on paper that they denied you this, this oh test. Oh my gosh. But we need to, we have to get educated on how to be our own advocates when it comes to healthcare, because that's why the, we're not getting vaccinated. And that's why we're dying. We yes. are dying. And then on top so, of us, not, not, you have the ones that are, are mistrusting for good reason. Then you have the areas where somehow the vaccines aren't getting to the minorities when we are the most affected. And then there's that. And then there's that. Right. It's like you're looking at the numbers and the minorities are affected more than white people by the vaccine, but the vaccine doesn't get to these areas. I know. I know. Mandy told me about the the DM that you posted. And I thought that was so good that a white, uh, a black, young black lady, please Mm -hmm. share that DM, please. Cause it was so good. I will. I like you to me later. Oh yeah. Right now. I don't know. Both. I, I don't both. Know Even right now. I'm going to say, can, can you, you know, girl, these things, I can't, it'll take me all day to find, you know, how yep. this, this but like the gist is. of what she but, said, can you, Oh, t- oh, what it was. Oh, the white girl. Okay. So which one? Was when it? she was like she about said, jumping oh, a oh lot, like white people oh are my getting God, it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. I, I want to find it. That was so good. I was like, Oh, I wish I could quote that one. That was hilarious. And it Mandy was, was like, I was like, Mandy, I'm going to tell that to all the, to all my black friends. Wait, can you summarize it? Yeah, I she said that. Su- wait, summarize it. She said, Sasha, I posted a DM <laughs> that she got that was like from a black woman that was like, you know, basically we may be scared. Black people may be scared of getting the vaccine, but the one thing that should tell us it's okay. is because white people are breaking laws to get it and yes. give it to their children. <laughs> They want, they're breaking laws to get something injected into them and to their children. Right. Oh, we, we need to go ahead on and get we that. Need to get this. We need to go on and get this. Hashtag relatable. Do, do whatever the white people are doing. Go ahead and do that. Yes. Go do that. <laughs> yes. Because it's not like they're refusing it. They're breaking laws to get it. Right. <laughs> Lying about where they live to get it. So w- black people, <laughs> no, this, is, this is, a, what is that? What I is it called when they do when a pro- yeah, like we need to get this vaccine. White folks are breaking the law to get. I told her, she started laughing. I said, it reminds me if I look outside or on the news and see a white person bundled up and I can only see their eyes. It's not meant for me to go outside today. Cause you know, we, okay. we can't stand the cold. If white people are cold, it's cold. outside. Like yes. I, I, yeah, I this is white people cold. Yeah. White people cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm inside. Today. That's a difference. 
<laughs> ain't no need for me to see outside today. Oh my gosh. Hey, I will tell you this though. My fiance, when we first met, he was adjusted to white people cold. And we always got in so many arguments because we flipping the AC up and down, up and oh down. My gosh. And now after living together, I brought him on over. Yeah. I brought him on over to the, to the dark side. We are right. We were, we are, our body temperatures have equalized. We, we, we like it at the same temperature. I'm like, I'm so glad we got this together because this is going to be a fight for the rest of our lives. Look, we that might have been the fight, right? Like, it's like nothing right? else. No, this temperature thing, this, right. <laughs> we got it together though. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know that had to be like a lot for you because their type of cold is different than ours like they can tolerate a lot and I'm like my body's not built for that no I'll be in the bed at night shaking <laughs> and he's like oh well just put on some socks put on a hoodie I don't want to sweat in like layers you know what I mean I just want to be comfortable and I can't sleep in layers like I like so yeah I hate that I would rather I would have the heat on hell in here and be walking around in the tank top I'm good because <laughs> yes, I don't want to have no clothes exactly. on like so I'm good oh my Same. gosh Sasha you are amazing. I know I tell you this. Um, I love our voice notes. Like when I got the hang of it, I was like, and then it's funny. You're like, you'll leave me one and be like, child, I don't know where I got cut off. Anyway, this is what I, was <laughs> I feel so old when I'm doing it. Me too. I'm like, how do you not know how to do this? One time I sent like four and they said nothing. It was just a little short. I was like, I can't like, this is not right. Right. So I got my mom doing text voice notes. So I'll send her a text note like, hey, mom, I'm trying out this new feature. And then she was like, hey, Taria. So, yes, I know about the voice note. So it's so fun like that we can do together. And then with my son. And you have certain friends that you voice note with a lot. And then other yes. people you text with. I'm trying to get all my friends on the voice note because it's so much quicker. You can get your point across without sitting there typing. And so fast. Great. I'm trying to do that with so a, like DMs. And sometimes I'll be like, careful. I'm like, oh, I don't want anybody to scare anybody. And they'll be like, ma'am, we not. Like we ain't, we ain't close like that. Right. I hear you on the podcast. Now you coming through my phone, like in my DMS, but I would love if we were all on that. But, um, I just, I thank you so much for, and I'm going to say this and you're going to accept that being an inspiration to speak out on issues, to speak up and still allow myself to be vulnerable while speaking about it. You don't have to always sometimes be past it to speak on it because you never know who else is going through it and will be attracted to your vulnerability and say, it's okay for me to talk about. So I just, the way you watch these shows is, has now, like I said, inspired me to not change, but to continue watching them. And I literally just said on the last podcast, like I need to change the way. And I'm like, but I don't though. I'm going to continue. No, continue. So I, always, I appreciate you. You just, you go places that I think other people um, won't and don't. And you do it with such an elegance that you're confident in the space that you're in. And you're, I look at you and feel like you're so confident in yourself that, you know, opportunity is going to come to you, whether it comes through this yes. avenue or this avenue. So you never allow the fear of not getting the opportunity or of certain housewives knowing you to stop you from speaking up. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate you. Like, cause you were just a light and I just hearing you say that it just, it's, it really is a give and take. Like that makes me feel so much more brave to continue doing it. Like hearing you saying these things and then me saying them back, it just the given yes. that's why I was like, we have to band together and continue. It's like, you step on, we lift each other up yes. one notch, one notch, one notch yes. to where everybody's at the top. So we all are here together. Like I was like, I am like, 
for my show, I'm assuming that I'm going to ha- get to bring on my friends. And like, I cannot wait to have my, these conversations on a bigger platform. Like, Can I you tell know you, mean? this like, is so exciting. Like this is, I'm bringing my people. Just know, just know if it's not happening, it's not on me. But it, well, I get it. it. If, I, it's, oh, if it's got anything to do with me, it you, it, my people, we are having these conversations. I will tell you, I know how, and we as black people have to realize that too. We know how it works. So yes, there's a process. There's, there's steps a process. to everything. Yes. You know? and, and there's a timeline. As, yes, you have to build the trust. You build the rapport. Yes. Yep. You know? And the conversations are still being had either way. So it's either like, way, yeah. it doesn't even matter. It's happening regardless. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, when do you step onto that stage? Because we all have our own stages. Yes, yes. It's, it's when I and when I plat- platform stage, I call it a stage because it's like we're all standing here yes. on a stage every day. <laughs> we're speaking. People yes. are sitting in the audience. They're receiving it. You know. So when we get to step onto that stage, it'll just be another stage. I love that. That'll keep me going through my workouts when I'm like, you never know when I'll be called. And I need to be snapped. No. <laughs> I tell Corey, it's true though. I tell him, listen, we work out because when we're flying through airports, because we got to run to catch the next flight to the next opportunity, to the next interview, then I got to run and j- jump on another flight and we got to go interview these people over here. So we got to stay in shape as so paparazzi, no matter what angle they catch us at, we look good. <laughs> I tell him that all the time. And look, but, well, honestly, it's it's vital. You have to think that way because if you don't, no one else will. You have to assume that this greatness and this abundance is going to come in your life. Yes, they are going to be chasing you, honey. Listen, They're going to be getting every angle. I've already planned out what my, even though I wouldn't, I th- the direction I want to go is not a housewife, but I've still in my mind planned out housewife confessionals. And I was like, cause I know what looks good for me. If we were going on a trip, I would want my hair done every day. So I would definitely get fresh braids because I can do up down and I wouldn't spend so much time on my hair. So if we jumped in the pool or if we did this, I would be God. cute. So the hair part would be taken care of. I would take this <laughs> outfit because listen, when they were in Jersey at Lake George, I knew the type of dress and jewelry and makeup that I would have on what color if I was in that scene to still be cute, but also comfortable on camera. Taria, Taria, stop. I would have wore olive green dress. That's like, um, had little straps, but like that's (laughs) fitted to my body, but flowy gold sandals. I wouldn't wear over the top jewelry. It would be like a dainty necklace, like my tea, (laughs) two little bracelets. And then I would have my oh orangish color lipstick, like a, a burnt orange. And I would have like burnt orange blush <laughs> I, I'm t- for that look. That's what it would have been. You are. You I, are. Cause I'm like, I never know when I might be much. in one of these situations and I got to know what oh, looks you never good know. on me. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I would, if you girl, I would be, I can't even tell you how quick I would be tuning in. If you were on my TV screen, that front row center. Front row center because you have a specific skill set. It's like because obviously these shows are like there's gonna be drama, but I really feel like I could see you being able to be in that space and go real time, but always be Taria. Like you're gonna like you know what I'm saying like a lot of these housewives they get their first season and they're themselves, and then the second season then it's like yeah. oh we don't know what we're gonna get. I feel like if I were to watch you in a space like that, I don't imagine you being anything but Taria. I appreciate that. I you know I, like what else you know because you're so authentic and just. But because I feel like people know you in real life. So it's like, who are you trying to fool? Somebody's going to do an interview somewhere and say that ain't her. Uh, That ain't her. That ain't her. Look at Jen, her assistant. (laughs) Boom. This is her. So 
Sorry, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm going to have to be real. And then if they called me boring, I would just be boring. And I also know too, when you're trying to grow, I know what can take me somewhere. And if I allowed myself to go there, I'd have to know how to pull myself out. So like, like when Monique and Giselle were going back and forth and Monique was reading Giselle down and that moment, I would have either had to even gotten really quiet because what would potentially come out of me. So, which is why I say, I don't want to allow anybody else to trigger me in that way, but I would still have to be me. I'm not absolutely in that moment. I'm not going to quote a Bible scripture back to you. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Where okay. We are. Okay. Okay. Like you said, what? Ooh, right. While you got that binder showing off the muscles that you got working out with your trainer. You want me to keep going? See, that's where I would stop. Taria. <laughs> that was just a little take. See, that's what see. And that's, I probably would have stopped. Wow. And been like, Do we need to keep going? <laughs> Okay. Andy would have just been sitting there, mouth hanging open. You know how he does when he's just speechless. He's just like, like I would have been like, back and forth. We side, might want to stop. We might want to stop. And then Giselle should have turned to Andy. Yes, that's his phone number. Hey, we just got together. We weren't. We weren't necessarily full time. We were trying to see if this relationship could work. So if he dated her, he dated her. Even if I was, if he dated her, he dated her. That's move Giselle on. Giselle was speechless, but Giselle yes. is not used to having to actually be honest. Yes. She always frames things in a way that she wants it to be. So when she's forced to be honest, she can't, she just goes, she shuts down. And she doesn't, you know, she doesn't know how to communicate out of a space of honesty. Yes. I still feel like that exactly. is that's, pretty that's girl why, syndrome too. Because she could have come back for Monique. That could have been a toe-to-toe, but yes. she had nothing to say because she's not used to having to have something to say. Right. So get in her little confessional, do her the word on the street, child, whatever yes. she does in her confessionals. But then real time, you know, she cat got your tongue. Yeah, cat got your tongue, Giselle. And see, she could have though. She could have. She could have gone there, came but back. she didn't do it. Yeah, and I feel she like some of us we used to fight, and every night to prove what I all my life I had to fight, like the color purple. I had to fight, my, you know, in other situations, not in the way she did in that. But yes. so we're used to being like, say what? I somebody mm-hmm. a meme said if a black woman says, "What you say?" She knows exactly what you said. But she's trying mm-hmm. to debate in her mm-hmm. mind which way she gonna go with what you just said. <laughs> so like that for me, right. that's the moment. What did you just exactly? Say? It's exactly just clarify. Yeah, right. like I, I need to be very clear with your words. So mm-hmm. Sasha, if no one knows, even though I know all listeners do, but if no one knows, please tell everyone where they can find you. Oh my gosh, I am on Instagram at the Bravo Breakdown. <laughs> And I will be transitioning. So there might be another name. I'll let you know, obviously, there might be another name that I'm trying to come up with because unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, why can't you keep the name? Because there's so many Bravo accounts that have Bravo in their name. Right. And once you actually start working with legal stuff and you're like yeah. you know, licensing stuff, then it then it's like, okay, you're actually using their name to monetize on the same network that they right. own the production company. So I probably will have to change the name. So, but we'll, that'll be to be continued. So for, to, for right now, I'm at the Bravo breakdown on Instagram, Patreon at the Bravo breakdown, you get full length videos and I'm all, I'm all Instagram in my stories. You can always DM me, slide in the DMs, holler at your girl. So is this like an exclusive then sort of what you just gave? I mean, I did a little Q and a box on my <laughs> story saying that I needed suggestions. Okay. So then there's a new name coming. I don't okay. know what it's going to be, but there is going to be and a then the new name blink once for yes, twice for like bring once for the first one, twice for the second one. This new name I'm assuming will be coming to. It may be attached to something that's not 
via Instagram, but more via a big screen? That's the goal. That's the goal. And the fact that that is a goal means that everybody that is on my team sees the vision, which is the first step. So now we all see the vision. So now we're in the process of like making the steps happen that for that to happen. So I would say, okay, so I would say if there, if let's treat it like a pregnancy, I would say I am like where you just start showing, you got a little bump just popped out. I think that's where I would say I'm at right now. And it moves, so I'm, I'm it moves pregnant. fast from there as the pregnant woman. Exactly. So I mean, well, as a former pregnant woman, not now, like, <laughs> let me be clear. <laughs> yes. So that's where I am. You see a little bump, turn the side profile, but it's, but it's still to the point that if I wore like a flowy top, you probably wouldn't know I was pregnant got you. at that stage. I love it's not showing in the face yet. I love oh. that analogy. Oh, oh <laughs> I am excited because you deserve every good thing that comes your way. We are rooting for you. We support you whenever you. something happens to you. You feel like it's one of our own. So Thank I am so, so appreciative. Um, I know you'll be back on. I, I assume I better start scheduling yes. a year a year out because um, yeah, right, girl, stop. It's gonna be booked. Don't even. even though, look, uh, you <laughs> if you hear someone scream your name, it's because I was down in Orange County and just driving through Los Angeles. <laughs> Listen, me and Corey are trying to get there. Please, no, Taria. Seriously, you better let me know next time you're over here. I cannot I believe you were over here. And you did not let well, me know because you know what I I said. I felt like I didn't want to put pressure on people like I know we're in the middle of a panini press as well, yeah, you know, them I say. Know, so I didn't that. want to put pressure but I did so okay I'm gonna remember that you said that because when I come out but me and Corey want to be out there it's funny I said we need to keep it cracking with um our patreon or this because we need to be out now like because we none of us have never wanted to live in the cold anyway and LA okay. is, or California is, is where we can see ourselves because it was oh, Atlanta yeah, sure. but I'm like I, I loved Atlanta, but I can also really see myself in California. And I told my son, don't worry, mama going to be doing what she do. You can be doing what you do. Mm-hmm, We're not out there mm-hmm. to intrude on your space. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. He's he's honestly, especially if you're in L.A., like Orange County, it's, it feels like it's like so far away. It's a whole different world. Like, Sasha, he, he, yeah, he definitely will be doing his thing. I need to hike. Run- I love physical activity. And when we hiked Runyon, I was like every day. Or at least three days oh, a week. I know. I loved it. Running is so the best much. because it's like you. It's like strenuous enough to where you get a workout in, but it's it's still like leisurely. Like I still feel like I can have a conversation. Yes. It's very LA. You can see like you. You might I've seen you know celebrity or two pretty yes. much every time I go there. I just like the energy. Me it's too. Like everybody's just there just to, to like, get a little, get the heart rate up a little bit. Yes. Crop tops on. It's good vibes. I felt like my butt was getting tighter and lifted. Although I don't want it in the back of my neck, but still, I felt like it was getting <laughs> lifted every with every elevation that we went up. Yeah. When we got down yeah. on regular land, I was like, okay, wait a minute now, wait. Like, whoa, okay. Uh-huh. So I loved yeah. it. So I, I could definitely. My no, we should go always, to Runyon. <gasps> we can do that. It'll be, okay. it'll be it'll be COVID friendly because we'll be outdoors. And we got to scoop you know? Hannah up on the way. Yes, and be like, yes. I'm supposed to be going on a hike with Hannah on Tuesday. Let me, so let I'm me excited. Ch- let me check the airline. It's our first time Look, hanging out. I'm flying out there for the hike. Let me check. Right, you're like, I'll be there. <laughs> can you drop ma- the pin? <laughs> can you manage? You were like, Taria. I'm like, I'm at the airport. I'm on my way. Where are y'all? <laughs> oh my God. You guys have oh so God. much fun. I love you both. Thank you for being a part of my life, not just on Instagram. I really uh, appreciate it. Likewise. You. Likewise, I love you so much. And I'm I just so excited. Too. Just I'm so excited to have this experience, this journey with you. Like 
like you're gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna know everything that's happening along the way, and I can talk to you about it. Like it's just so exciting. Listen, like I have a like you're my right here beside me. You don't ever have to worry, worry going it going any further than your lips to my ears and me saying a prayer that everything. Yes, you know. Look, other than this, yeah. what we just talked about on the mic, but <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but you know. So no, it's de- definitely nothing, no. nothing is like there, there's no NDA sign. Like okay. nothing is like a secret. It's just like I can only really say what's happening and nothing right. happened right now. It's all in the works. Mm-hmm. But so. I know it's like sometimes you want to ear, but it's like this is not really out. I know with my kids right. being in that it, people will be like, how's it going? I'm like, well, you know, like we just signed an NDA for this. There's nothing to really say. say to the yes. layman person. Yes. But the people that get it, they know, OK, this is where I'm at. But the average person, there's no point in telling them because. Who, who knows how much time is going to be between when you tell them it's happening and when it actually does. I they thought don't you it. said you was, it's like, oh my God. Okay. You, Didn't you say you shot that last year? Yeah. It's when like, coming out. is it going to be in theaters? Shop. What, what have you been in? What, what do I know you from? I cannot Wait. stand that question. Wait. For anything I know you from, I don't know what you know me. I don't know what you watch. I don't, I don't know what you, you watch. TV. Thank so you. I need to list off my whole resume for you. To make myself feel like I'm a real actress for you to validate me because thank you, see you. Me in something like who are you? Do I tell you to read me your whole resume? Oh, you're a teacher. Oh, what all schools have you taught at? <laughs> what, are your, what are your lesson plans? Like I care, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm going to tell like my the son they are with the arts. I'm going to tell my son about that. You saying that like, because with him being in, I'm going to tell him that you said like, yes. if it's a teacher, like, Oh, what are your lessons? Plans? They are like that in the arts too. It's like, Oh, well, who, who did you interview? I just put out on Facebook today that I have this second podcast friends, a lot, of, very few, very few friends and family knew that I was doing this because I felt like mm. I didn't see the support for the first one. So this is how you prove you're a businesswoman right. to remarket yourself to strangers. So I just put it out today. And I put out a snippet of um, when I was talking, interviewing Marge, and I said, I guarantee whenever that happens, then I'll get people in my, hey, girl, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. are you? This is yep. not, you know, because they, they measure you by who they know, not by like where where you are. Exactly. And you have no control over who they no. know. Like, no. I, don't, I don't know what you've been exposed to. And I, and oh my God, I love that you said it's like, you want to be a market yourself, market yourself a stranger. Like when I started my page, I didn't, nobody on my personal page had any idea that I even had the Bravo breakdown until I got on Watch What Happens Live. And then they come out the woodwork. No, like, no wait, are you this. serious, Sasha? Yes. No one knew. Because I started a page and I put it in my bio on my page, but nobody's like checking my bio on my personal page. And then once I got on Watch Me High, it happens live, they're all like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, it's been there. I've been doing it. But I didn't see the point in like promoting it because they already were not being, like you said, with the acting thing, I got to tell you what I'm doing to prove you that I'm an actor. So why am I going to start another endeavor just to have to justify what I'm doing? Yes. And not, and no. when looking at, you can see how many people look at your video. I know for me, when I see the downloads on the podcast, and if I know that, my hundreds of friends support me or not hundreds of friends, but you know what I mean? Like, you know how many yeah, totally. friends that say, I got you, I got you, I got you and, and family. Mm-hmm. And those numbers aren't translating the downloads. It's like, why am I going to do that to myself again on another platform? Exactly. So exactly. I posted um, Corey's how he did the, came up with the, the cover for me for this one. I just posted that video and talked about, thank you for helping me with this second podcast. I didn't put the name of it. If they want to find mm. it, they'll find it. Cool. Right. Cool. Exactly. It's not hard to find. It's no, because you find everything else that you want to find. Exactly. I had somebody, <laughs> somebody tell me at my church who didn't, who like 
basically didn't really support the podcast unless I was doing like if they were like doing something with it. And I when I interviewed Toya and Eugene and I will never forget I've been doing the podcast. And when I interviewed Toya and Eugene, they told me, tell them, you know, married people as if I knew Bravo, but because of the way their minds work, tell them. You know, um, oh, I listened to I listened to your interview with Toya and Eugene. That's the first one you listened to. Okay. I listened to your interview with Toya and Eugene. Tell them that you know somebody that's been married for X amount of years that that has expertise. And they said, keep that in your back pocket. It's gonna be there because I don't know who to pull it out and give it to. Like I don't, I just right. And then trying to see what you can do for them. Always. Yeah. I had somebody tell me, girl, I didn't know you had this many podcasts. My other one, I was like, well, I'm at a hundred. Like I did a hunt, like, <laughs> but you ain't now. Okay. Girl, girl, you oh got to, I, I got to call you so you can walk me through starting a podcast. I've started saying no. Like, why, I, like, why would I do? Why would you do that? Why? Your I'm not doing it not anymore. Free. Sasha, no, don't I, do it. I said today, yes, Corey's available for a fee because time is currency and we no longer spend for free. Thank you. Like, no. Thank you. So, oh my God, I'll be sitting here talking to you till tomorrow. I'll be like, Sasha, I know we've been talking 15 <laughs> hours, but so thank you again. No, I so love much. talking to you. So it's a Me breath too. of fresh air, honestly, Taria. Like it's the highlight of my day. Girl, you better stop. Like, oh. it really is. It really no, is. Sasha makes me feel like a kid. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I remember I was so scared to ask you, you and Monty to come on and Hannah. I was like, um, well, you guys and no. y'all all were like, girl, yeah. What, what you mean? When? Seriously. Stop it. So, oh stop my God. It. I love you guys so much. You and Hannah have fun. I'm about to bust up y'all date and FaceTime. Thank be like, uh, I'm standing. I'm here. <laughs> you can be like, you're in Maryland in the cold and we're hiking. <laughs> right, right. I in love you. So much. Exactly. I want to soak up all that melanin. And they think black people don't like the sun. I'm like. No, like I need all the, the vitamin one. D this I can get. This one does. This Listen, one does. I want to get. I'm. I'm. I want to be levels different. I want to look like a different person when you see me. <laughs> People will be like, one time, Sasha. One time, off and on, I laid out in the sun <sighs> seven hours one day, off and on at a pool. I didn't. Okay. I think I was this. I had went like a couple layers deep. It was like it was like two years. I was that color straight. I loved it. I was like, people be like, wow. did you go on vacation? Child, no. Mm-mm. You. <laughs> I was out in that sun. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that one day it, la- it lasted. Like it, it lasted for, it so for deep to read it. seven years. Cause I, and I put on, I had my nerve. I was oh, out there with my white God. friends. I put on suntan lotion. Oh. Sasha, hear me clear. Now I did realize that as much as I love the sun, it doesn't always love me or my daughter's skin. And I re- I had got, in between my thighs, what now I know is like like blisters from being in the sun and a little bit on my arms, but I didn't let that deter me. Oh my gosh. But now we know, Taria, yes. for the young ones out there, we know yes. now that black skin does need to be protected. We also need sunscreen. We can get skin cancer, okay? Yes, my daughter. We need to know that. If she is out in the sun and we don't continuously spray her like every hour we use Neutrogena, she's had it to the point where she hasn't been able to wear pants because that's how her skin reacts. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So badly. It happened to her uh, two years ago. So and then I think a year before that. So now she it could be the hottest day, but she'll wear lightweight long sleeves outside and she doesn't wear shorts a lot wow. because the sun will burn her. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So we do need sunscreen. If you don't know, get Neutrogena yes, and it can just spray on you. 
carry it with you. That way you can just, you don't even have to get it all over your hands. You can just do a quick spray down. Mm-hmm. I set my alarm before when we went on vacation to spray her like every hour, just because wow. and our faces too, guys, we need protection. Oh yeah. We didn't know growing yes. up. We need it. Yeah. yeah. I will never lay out off and on seven hours ever again. I mean, I like the result <laughs> for like two years, right, but right. I'll never do that again. <laughs> Because our bodies aren't made for that. Yes, exactly. exactly. Sasha, go have fun. Tell your fiance thank you for allowing uh, me oh my to God. have you for so long. Thank you for having me so much. It's honestly a joy, as always, as always. I, will I can't wait to do it again. Me neither. I can't wait to see you in person. I'm just going to hug you. Seriously. I'm going yes. so, to send you my number when we get off here. Okay, yes, please. All right. Love you. Love you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.